What does freedom mean? Tune in to LRN.FM to find out. LRN.FM is the Liberty Radio Network, a collection of live talk radio and podcasts, all coming from a principled pro-liberty perspective. LRN.FM show hosts aren't left, right, or conspiracy kooks. You can tune in 24-7 to LRN.FM via your phone, computer, satellite, and more. Listen free anytime at LRN.FM. That's LRN.FM. KKSM Oceanside. You took the mystery burger. You are in full possession of the burger. AM 1320. You will have to sign for it. Sure, man, I'll sign. Where's the pencil? I don't wish to alarm you, my son, but the signature will have to be in blood. A radio revolution. Welcome to another episode of Free Thought Radio on the Free Thought Media Network. Freethought TV can be found at YouTube by clicking on the TV icon at freethoughtmedia.org. Freethought Radio airs every Monday from 6 to 9 Pacific Standard Time on KKSM, The Radio Revolution, and on AM 1320 in North County, San Diego, and Cox Cable 957 in all of San Diego, and podcast on iTunes at freethoughtaac, and on lrn.fm, the Liberty Radio Network. The Freethought Media team consists of students and citizen journalists, liberty activists, and occasional guest hosting by high-profile people from the alternative media world who seek to challenge the corporate and state-controlled mainstream media status quo. The third hour of the Freethought Media Network presents a simulcast of the anti-media radio with host Nick Bernabe, also airing on UCY.TV, which also airs Wednesdays and Fridays exclusively at UCY.TV. Please go to theantimedia.org for more stories. Please visit us at facebook.com backslash freethoughtradio along with facebook.com backslash kksmradio and facebook.lrn.fm. And be sure to go to freethoughtmedia.org to donate Bitcoin. If you can hear the sound of my voice, you are listening to Free Thought Radio. Uh, I am your guest host tonight, Mike Pastor, sitting in for Alex Fiddle, who is currently on legal exile in the newly arisen Isle of Atlantis due to SEC regulations. I believe he's somewhere in the Azores. This is the uh, Veterans Day show, or as I like to consider it, Armistice Day. Why is it Armistice Day? Because that's what it was originally called. It's really important to remember that, that it's a holiday to celebrate the end of it was created to celebrate the end of a war. Now we think of it as, well, let's celebrate those veterans and how they're out there defending our freedoms, even though that's not really the purpose of the military anymore, unfortunately. But uh, related to wars and all that, uh, uh, tonight's uh, interview, which I've been looking forward to for a number of weeks, Alex uh, did this interview uh, a while back, but it's it's very, very good. I've been looking forward to it a long time, is... Malali Joya, she is an Afghan re- refugee activist and a former member of the Afghan Afghani parliament, and she is Time Magazine's uh, one of Time Magazine's uh, top 200 women. So, um, I guess without uh, further segue, I'll uh, hand it over to Alex to you know give a little bit more of a heads up on it. Sure. So, uh, with Armistice Day and everything going on. I think it's good to know what the effects of war and occupation is, not just post-9-11, but pre-9-11, why the Taliban was there in the first place. Oh, guess what? The U.S. created it. So we're going to go into uh, a bunch of details like that. And, uh, you know, when when we're saying, you know, uh, they're fighting for our freedoms, well, I got to say, what freedoms? What what is the NSA, Uh, this kind of 
1984 on steroids monster that is the NSA. And, you know, say, well, well, people say, oh, well, the communist countries killed 80 million of their own people. But when the United States does it to other people, well, those people don't count because only American citizens matter. Um, I don't think that's freedom either. I think, uh, you know, liberty is a human right. And um, don't enlist until you would actually be fighting for freedoms. Uh, this is not, you know, to defame the troops. It's to defame the people that use the troops as pawns, really, Henry Kissinger said that uh, military men are nothing but dumb, stupid animals that are nothing but pawns in the chess game of war. So, you know, all the neocons on Fox News may call me anti-American but or anti-troops, but they are the ones that are really anti-troops that are sending them to these wars that are nothing but conquests and empire and not about freedom or defense or anything and what happens, uh, you know, what, what Malalai Joya has to suffer through living in Afghanistan. She came to the United States for a t book tour, her book, A Woman Among Warlords. But she is now back in Afghanistan where she cannot even see her one-year-old child because she has to go from hideout to hideout because the Taliban and probably some CIA guys try to kill her all the time. Uh, they've ambushed her, uh, you know, uh, activist compounds with, and she has some very brave individuals helping her out because she was the only person in the Afghani parliament who's not a puppet, who was not, uh, you know, a CIA-backed um, person that is willing to uh, let the occupation uh, reign supreme. So, uh, w without further ado, here is the interview that I did with Malalai Joya, uh, Time Magazine Top 200 Influential Women. Uh, at UCSD, and I would like to thank uh, the Peace Resource Center of San Diego, UCSD, and Alauda for you know making this whole thing all possible. Joining me now is Malalai Joya. She is a former member of the Afghani Parliament, the federal government over there, and uh, is now a peace activist and anti-occupation activist. Malalai, thank you very much for joining the program. Thank you. Thanks for this interview. No problem. So, uh, give us a bit of background on. Uh, Afghanistan. Um, tr traditionally, uh, if I'm correct, it hasn't always been a centralized federal government unless, of course, an occupation. You have the British occupation, the Russian occupation, and then by proxy with the CIA and uh, Pakistan and Israel and Saudi Arabia with the Taliban with the, in the 80s against the Russians. Um, that kind of set uh, the stage for uh, the Taliban's occupation until post 9-11. People seem to think it's just Taliban versus the U.S., but they don't see that they actually were friendly back in the day. Uh, what are, what, what are, what's the history of the country uh, in r relation to occupation and what people don't know? Yes, uh, we have a proud history that our people, they never accept the occupation. As uh, in the past uh, British three times, they occupied Afghanistan and faced with resistance of brave Afghan people, men and women. And then Russia as a superpower occupied and they failed in our country. And now this 12 years by a fake banner of women rights, human rights, or so-called war on terror, U.S. and NATO came in Afghanistan and pushed our people from the frying pan into the fire and replaced the barbaric regime of the Taliban with the warlords. And um, today Afghanistan is like safe haven for the terrorists and also a center of the drug in the world as uh, now more than 90% of the opium produced from Afghanistan. And... Uh, 
uh, special situation is disaster for the women of our country and it was a very good excuse for us and NATO uh, to occupy Afghanistan the catastrophic situation of the women um, but uh, I'm sure if voluntarily they would not leave Afghanistan will face again with the resistance of Afghan people uh, because we are in the heart of the Asia and when you see the map of Afghanistan um, this is the reason that US and NATO and big powers in the past they have uh, interest to Afghanistan because of the geopolitical location of Afghanistan the US and NATO also come in our country for their own regional economic political interest there and uh, still they are playing the game of Tom and Jerry with these towers and tens of thousands of innocent civilians have been killed, most of them women and children uh, under the name of so-called war on terror and now US and NATO they publicly says to our people that Taliban is not their enemy and uh, in the name of uh, national peace reconciliation bring these towers also in power uh, fortunately we know that who is Taliban and how much crimes these fascists State. Even recently, Western governments, U.S. government opened an office for these terrorists of the Stone Age in Qatar. And that's why I believe the so-called peace that U.S. is talking nowadays is more dangerous than the current war, make more unite the enemies of Afghan people. And also they say that they leave Afghanistan by mid of 2014. It is also another big lie. From one hand, they are talking about the so-called withdrawal of the troops. Uh, from another hand, they talk about U.S. permanent military bases. There are nine major military bases now they are working and going to make it legalized. And, uh, uh, but they are there for long term for their own strategic um, interest and few thousands of the troops withdraw to deceive good people of the U.S. around the world but their puppet regime remained there and also their military bases even indirectly also easy for them to control Afghanistan and continue to their brutalities and fascism against our people. Talk a bit about uh, your life in Afghanistan and what happened when the United States came in and installed uh, yet another puppet government, even though Taliban was kind of doing their bidding by proxy, um, um, given that they did uh, help them out in the 80s underneath the Soviets. Um, what do you make of, of, the, of the covert meddling of the United States government before that installation of the federal government via the Taliban and now that they have a permanent uh, puppet installation in the federal government and how you got involved in becoming a member of parliament there. Um, yes, um, uh, when you see my life alone, my life story tell you about the mockery of democracy and mockery of war on terror in Afghanistan. That um, in the Taliban time, I was active under Burqa and it was risky and dangerous as I was teacher there. And uh, today world know about Taliban. Um, but after 9-11, um, uh, because telling the truth exposed the mask of these warlords who are brought in creed of the Taliban. And also against Taliban, I raised my voice against the occupation. And uh, despite wearing burqa and bodyguard not safe, and seven assassination attempts, these towers stood against me. And last year, they attacked my office in Faro province, and two of my bodyguard brutally injured. Now I have to change houses from houses, move from place to place as underground activist in Kabul. And many obstacles, challenges, risks, like, like we face, not only me, they are 
many other activists in Afghanistan, brave activists that I call them, they are secret hero and heroine of Afghanistan, organizing demonstrations and these brave protesters like Solidarity Party of Afghanistan running by youths and they are so brave and um, since 2004 I follow their activism that how more and more people join in their demonstrations against the massacre of these occupation forces, against um, dictator regime of Iran or Pakistan, against these brutalities of these Islamic fundamentalist warlords and Taliban who are in power. Hundreds and thousands of people joined their demonstration and loved them. And I'm really worried about their security. Five times at least I remember their members went even to the jail. These youths, most of them are students of the university. And also we have many progressive people, some few democratic parties we have. They are well-educated people inside Afghanistan and still some of them living outside of Afghanistan. And there are no honorable job for them, and they are under pressure and facing different kind of challenges, risk, and these terrorists even eliminated them and eliminate them more. And uh, their alternative for the bright future of Afghanistan should be support. But those who are in power, this bunch of extremist fundamentalist warlords, and also Taliban, puppet of Russia, this bunch of killer who, in the name of socialism, committed crimes and the, like the warlords and Taliban in the name of Islam and now again these warlords um, and uh, uh, who have a support of the US government in the name of democracy, they commit crimes. Join their hands together and thereby they getting economically and politically powerful to eliminate these brave activists in Afghanistan. Only you know about me because I'm fame and the reason that they want to eliminate me because I'm nationally and internationally fame and they know this, um, the important work that we are doing together there, not only me, but other activists. I'm uh, there active in uh, raising political awareness of the people, try to lead them to the right direction, to be more organized and united, especially to bring positive changes in the life of the woman, to let them know their own identity, educationally encourage them and support them there. And these are the reasons they want to eliminate me, and um, I have to be underground yeah. and, and you mentioned Islamic fundamentalism, which uh, in the Taliban's case was uh, fueled by the CIA giving them um, the Saudi uh, version, uh, the Wahhabist version of Islam, which a lot of people don't consider uh, to, to be representative of the actual religion, but it, it served the U.S.'s interests in extremizing the Taliban. How did the U.S. impact um, uh, treatment of women through their extremizing of the Taliban during the 80s. Uh, sorry, how? Uh, um, how how did how? Because the U.S. tries to go to these wars under the banner of women's rights. How is it the opposite when they uh, made the Taliban extremists by giving them these uh, extremist translations of the Quran during the 80s? Yeah, you know, these uh, extremist warlords, also Taliban, this uh, Islam, um, this religious, is a good tool in the hands of them. Like the other extremists um, in different other countries, that they uh, mix religious with the political politics and use it against people, especially women. In Afghanistan, these fundamentalists, also Taliban, warlord Taliban, both, uh, they um, uh, have their own interpretation about Islam. Um, and uh, they... Uh, 
uh, even uh, in constitution of Afghanistan, um, they are, uh, for example, um, they say that uh, women um, 18 years old is legal age for them that to uh, be married. But um, HD's fundamentalists, some of them are Shia, some of them are Sunni, they say that uh, uh, some say 16 years old, some say 15 years old is uh, um, legal age, and they are going to even change this this um, uh, this law. And uh, we have a constitutional in Afghanistan uh, that like a beautiful things in the shelf of puppet mafia regime of Hamid Karzi. If it was benefit for them, they use it. Otherwise, they will look at it like a waste paper. Or, for example, the beginning of the parliament, they made amnesty law criminal that they themselves forgive each other. And it is so ridiculous. Despite national international condemnation, again, they, um, this, law, this law has been easily passed, and they put it in practice as now these wanted criminals again running for the so-called free presidential election with bloody hands, and they were in power this 12 years. So situation getting more disaster, especially for the women, as now U.S. and NATO invite Taliban, these towers, and also Gulbuddin Hekmatyar, this fascist man who has name was in the blacklist by U.S. government to join this puppet mafia regime. And if the situation getting more disaster, it is not because of withdrawal of this few thousands of the troops that they withdraw from Afghanistan to deceive good people of the U.S. and around the world. It, the situation getting disaster because bringing more terrorists in power and push more Afghanistan toward dark ages. And um, the, uh, that situation do not be um, better and uh, otherwise they do not have uh, excuse for uh, being there, interfere in our internal issues or have their military bases there as going to make it legalized. Mm -hmm. In a country which has foreign military bases, they never can expect that they have freedom. And the only demand of Afghan people is justice for blind bombardment of these occupation forces and also for the suicide attacks of these terrorist Taliban and their brother and Chris warlords that, with mask of democracy, continue to their fascism, rape the women, put the seats on the face of the women, even seem like Taliban beat women with lashes, threw a seat on face of women, and also uh, poison the girls' schools, different kind of violences, cut the nose and ears of the women, inhuman violences against women increasing more and more. Uh, we talked about how the United States kind of gave uh, harbor to the Taliban in the 80s to go against the Russians. H how do they do it uh, nowadays with the war? They say they're against the Taliban, but that's just what the propaganda machine and the mainstream media says. How do, in reality, they actually harbor and help the Tal not only the Taliban but the other warlords that you mentioned? Uh, sorry, just I, I want to be to the point. Maybe sure. before I was not to the point, isn't it? Um, uh, I'm, I'm wondering uh, how, how present day... How the, Taliban created, you mean, how warlord? Oh, no, how, how the U.S. is allowing the Taliban to thrive in Afghanistan and presently. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, this 12 years, in fact, Taliban indirectly, they had support of the U.S. And the uh, U.S. government and NATO, they played the game of Tom and Jerry with these terrorists. As in the past, they created Taliban in the religious school of Pakistan through ISI of Pakistan, financial support of Saudi Arabia and these other countries. And Taliban um, uh, has been created, empowered, nourished, and come in power in Afghanistan, continue to their fascism. Then 9-11 happened um, that the world uh, know today about Taliban. 
But after 9-11, um, they replaced Taliban with fundamentalist warlords. But during these 12 years, through ISI of Pakistan, again, they supported Taliban. As today, they are doing suicide bombs and took the life of these Afghan, innocent Afghan, most of the women and children. And, um, for example, um, some um, terrorist Taliban, like uh, one commander of Taliban, Mullah Abdul Salam Rakiti, who even raped three Chinese in the past. Uh, he's in the parliament. And also Mullah Arsala Rahmani, um, even not elected, uh, appointed by Ahmed Karzai in the parliament this 12 years, and sorry, in the Senate was in power. Mullah Mutawakkal, foreign minister of Taliban. Mullah Abdul Salam Zaif, ambassador of the Taliban time, has good life this 12 years in Kabul and all expenses the government paid. Or now, financial minister of the Taliban, Mullah Ghajan Mutasam, they just released from the Guantanamo jail and countless other Talib from the Bagram jail they released in the name of National Peace Reconciliation, invite them to join this regime. Some of them even back over the Taliban and start again their terrorism, their fascism. And this is what we believe that U.S. and NATO, they are not serious to really, um, imp uh, um, I mean, make powerless the Taliban because they invested millions of dollars on them, same like they invested millions of dollars on the warlords during the Cold War, created them, uh, again, by support of ISI and financial support of Saudi Arabia, the CIA. And you can read in uh, Robert Dreyfus' book very well to know more about that, how U.S. created these uh, extremist, misogynist terrorists. And still, they need to them for their own dirty agendas they have for this occupation, for justification of this criminal war, and through them continue to their fascism against our people. And a uh, uh, quick final word on, on the uh, drug aspect um, and, and uh, also resource extraction uh, as far as why the U.S. Uh, has other gains to gain other than what they say they want, which is democracy and uh, women's rights. Um, talk about how since the invasion, uh, Afghanistan is now responsible for 90 percent of the world's opium production and as well as all the rich resources mm -hmm. of the land um, that are now, and who they are going to now if they're not belonging to the people of Afghanistan, who is benefiting from the resource extraction. Um, yes, yes, you know, uh, one of the main projects of the CIA was that to change Afghanistan to the center of the track, and they become success in this because of support of these warlords. Um, and the Taliban time, they almost destroyed these towers of Europe, but now Afghanistan is the center, the capital of the drug in the world. Um, about 4,400% of Europe, more than 90% produced from Afghanistan, even found its way on the streets of New York and Europe. And there is recent report says that around 2 million Afghans are addicted, most of the women and children. And that's why I believe opium is even more dangerous than Al-Qaeda and terrorism. Every year, billions of dollars, um, uh, they are making uh, money from the opium industry as after the trade of arms and oil, they are making a lot of money from the opium. And, and the life of Afghan has no value for them. And uh, for example, the government, this puppet mafia regime, or their farmers, the U.S. says to the poor farmers, stop planting of opium. But the governor, the commander, the chief district, even the minister uh, of the drug is these powerful warlords. And, 
and uh, a lot of money they make goes to the pocket of the rulers. Also, to the U.S. government, as Helmand province, they change to the center of the track. There is a kind of competition between British troops and between the American troops. Even report from people I received that they says that uh, to people, we are here to take your security as much as you want. You can plant opium, and opium bribe is another problem. Girls aged below 16 are married off in exchange of opium when the poor farmer they are not able to supply opium to these powerful warlords. And many examples like this, they destroy the life of these Afghan. Or rich mines that we have, rich resource, around 3 trillion mineral deposits we have. As um, um, uh, the system is corrupt, it do not benefit Afghan, and um, looting these corrupt people in power, and also US government and NATO. Our copper mine is the second best copper mine in the world, and once even minister of the mine, Ibrahim Adel, this corrupt warlord, do dirty deal with Chinese company receiving $13 million that uh, even Washington Post gave report and exposed him in the past in strong years. And one example of their corruption that this taxpayer money also goes to the pocket of these corrupt people who are in power. For example, Minister of the Pilgrimage stole the millions of dollars. He, uh, when he came exposed, escaped, went to the uh, England and UK, and there as a VIP welcomed by government of the UK. And also, um, the governor of the central bank, Kabul Bank in Afghanistan, that millions of dollars has been stolen by these looters, these drug lords. And the, so the governor of this bank, Khadir Fetrat, when the corruption exposed, there is with millions of dollars escaped and came to the US. And here now has good life and welcomed by US government. And this list can be prolonged that their corruption, when they expose, they are escaping to the Western countries and acting like Democrats and they enjoy their lives. And this money has been looted by these um, drug traffickers and these warlords, these drug lords, and they are not honest for Afghan people. And now bring Taliban also in power, uh, and in a different way they continue to their barbarism. Like um, their military base there, their puppet regime remained there, their few thousands of troops withdrawn and they uh, tell you that uh, we went out of Afghanistan. It's a big lie. And also that uh, nowadays they uh, are uh, handing over responsibility to Afghan National Army and police. It's also another trick that used these Afghan as cannon feeders to decrease the number of their own soldier casualties. While in the past we had um, um, uh, national unity, uh, we had um, uh, like Afghan National Army and police was volunteer, but today people call it dollar or and um, also the head of Afghan National Army and police or powerful warriors that do not let Afghanistan stand on their own feet. And many times these police were the clothes of the uh, these warlords with the clothes of the police, they committed crimes. Even in Kabul, people don't have security by presence of these tens of thousands of troops. And it's still by these warlords, drag laws, they play the dirty policy of the British divide and rule. And now they say the solution of Afghanistan is federalism. And we progressive people in Afghanistan around the world, you know that federalism means balkanization of Afghanistan. And we are there to fight against all these, and we need international solidarity. As we said that we wish to cause not military invasion, it was invasion of schools, clinic, hospital, that we really need this 
honest helping hand. But the double our miseries, their presence making much harder our struggle by empowering these terrorists, reactionary terrorists, warlords, Taliban. So it's better they leave Afghanistan now. If today they leave, it's much better than tomorrow. And people, ordinary people, when you talk with them, as we are underground activists, we are close contact with them. Have, they say, what you as NATO do in Afghanistan? If this is democracy, we don't want democracy. Exactly. And I, as a final word, I want to talk about your book a little bit and um, 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 uh, your Indiegogo campaign. Uh, uh, how can people support you with that? We, uh, you know, the war of Afghanistan is not only military war, it is propaganda war too. And uh, still they are deceiving good people around the world, but we need their support, hope to not be deceived by this propaganda machine. As Patrick Tyler says in the world, is two superpowers. One is the U.S. government, one is the world public opinion. Uh, when you know the truth, um, and you know, first read some book of honest writers about the history of Afghanistan to know these enemies of Afghan people, knows the role of your government, like Dowers game book, Robert Dreyfus wrote in Shudray, or um, Kathy Gannon wrote I is for infidel. Uh, um, this book has been written about the warlord and um, the civil war. Um, you can read the book, um, my book, if you had time, A Woman Among Warlord, also helps you to know about this three decades of war on behalf of war generation. I wrote also Bleeding Afghanistan. These different books, the number of the books, and also these uh, websites and articles that honest writers writing, please read it to know first the history. Then you should put pressure on your regime, join your heads with anti war movements here, anti war organization, to put more pressure on your regime, stop this wrongdoing, this war crime in the name of good American people. Contact some honest politician if you have in the parliament or in the government. To then put pressure on the warmongers who are waging the war in Syria and Libya and Palestine, Afghanistan, Pakistan, different countries. And this way we can do campaigns for the good cause to be more united, more organized together, fight against them. And I'm sure one day we will win if we do not sit silence and if we fight against them. When we see that imperialism, fundamentalism, join their hands together, try to lead the wars through barbarism, we should fight against it. Even if it happens in Iran, in Iraq, in Palestine, in Syria, in Libya, in Yemen, in Somalia, or any other country. Especially my message to good people around the world is that empower my people educationally. I strongly believe in education as it is a key against occupation toward emancipation. Definitely. And I would strongly encourage any viewers to check out the Indiegogo. It's a movie based on the book A Woman Among War Warlords. I'd like to point out button that Daniel Ellsberg gave in Lalai. It's U.S. out of Afghanistan now. Yeah. And uh, we met the other day at the uh, the Palestine Right to Return Activist Center, and we were both wearing our kofia. And um, uh, she uh, made a great statement saying that she considers, considers herself Palestinian of Afghanistan. And I hope we can all be uh, freedom fighters wherever we are in the world. Malali Joya, author of A Woman Among Warlords, thank you very, very much for joining the program. War is a racket. It always has been. It is possibly the oldest, easily the most profitable, and surely the most vicious. It is the only one international in scope. It is the only one in which the profits are reckoned in dollars and the losses in lives. That's a quote from General Smedley Butler, a two-time Medal of Honor winner. Again, Major General Smedley Butler, a two-time Medal of Honor winner, who wrote a book called War is a Racket about exactly that.
it's a racket. You know, people are killed to make money and to gather other people's resources at the point of a gun and bayonets. Uh, so, uh, with that, uh, <laughs> to get a, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, out of out of a dark spot a little bit. Let's um, let let's get into the music and let me uh, introduce the music as like this. Um. Uh. Actually, before if anybody missed the interview with Malalai Joya again, top two hundred Time Magazine top two hundred influential women that doesn't come on this program very often. She's actually from Afghanistan. This is a bit of a worldly uh, perspective here on Free Thought Radio. Um, please check it out on iTunes tomorrow, Free Thought AAC. If you want to listen to the whole thing, search that up on iTunes, subscribe, and the, the podcast with Malalai Joya will be up tomorrow. Uh, or you can listen to LRN.FM, the Liberty Radio Network, and the video will be up on Free Thought TV probably tomorrow or something. It's go to freethoughtmedia.org and click on the TV icon to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, yeah, a very impressive interview with somebody that lives in Afghanistan, knows what it's all about, um, and can speak to it more than the imperialist mouth machines that is the mainstream media. And we'll talk about the march against the mainstream media happening this weekend a little later in the program. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we, we can sit here, uh, you know, forever and complain about it. It's You do have to go out and do something about that, about it, you know, if you, you know, Get out there. Talk to people about it. You know, go to, you know, protests, you know, rallies, organize one if there isn't one, you know. Maybe it lives somewhere out in the middle of nowhere and nobody seems to care. Put one together yourself, you know. Start it off at a coffee shop or something. Get people together. Talk about it. Then you get enough people together. Then you can go march across town and, you know, get the news to show up or something. If they do, usually they don't. Anyways, um, uh... To, uh, to bring that, uh, you know, into a little bit more of uh, inspiration, uh, the first song um, uh, that we're going to play today is Fourth Branch by Immortal Technique. Uh, this song inspired uh, a woman of Afghani descent to invite uh, Mortal Technique to Afghanistan to help build an orphanage. So, I mean, anything can inspire somebody to get up and, act and do action and, and, uh, and uh, you know, simple as this, it was a song. Uh, and then after that, we're going to play Spontaneous by Toxic with a K. Uh, this is Free Thought Radio on uh, KKSM 1320 uh, AM and on Cox Cable Channel 957, uh, also on LRN.FM. The Liberty Radio Network. And be sure to go to freethoughtmedia.org. Be right back. New age is upon us. Yet the past refuses to rest in its shallow grave. For those who hide behind the false image of the Son of Man shall stand before God, 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 God. It has begun the beginning to the end. Yeah. Voice of racism preaching the gospel is devilish. A fake church called the prophet Muhammad a terrorist. Forgetting God is not religion, but a spiritual bond. And Jesus is the most quoted prophet in the Quran. They bombed innocent people trying to murder Saddam. When you gave them those chemical weapons to go to war with Iran, this is the information that they hold back from Peter Jennings. 
cause Condoleezza Rice is just a new age Sally Hemings. I break it down with critical language and spiritual anguish. The Judas I hang with, the guilt of betraying Christ. Who murdered him, stole his religion, and painted him white. Translated in psychologically tainted philosophy. Conservative political right wing ideology. Glued together sloppily, the blasphemy of a nation. Got my back to the wall cause I'm facing assassination. Guantanamo Bay, federal incarceration. How could this be? The land of the free, home of the brave, indigenous holocaust, and the home of the slaves. Corporate America, dancing offbeat to the rhythm. You really think this country never sponsored terrorism? Human rights violations, we continue the saga. El Salvador and the Contras and Nicaragua. And on top of that, you still want to take me to prison. Just because I won't trade humanity for patriotism. It's like MK Ultra. Controlling your brain, suggestive thinking, causing your perspective to change. They want to rearrange the whole point of view of the ghetto. The fourth branch of the government wants us to settle. A bandana full of glittering generality, fighting for freedom and fighting terror. But what's reality? Read about the history of the place that we live in and stop letting corporate news tell lies to your children. Flow like the blood of Abraham through the Jews and the Arabs, broken apart like a woman's heart, abused in the marriage. The brink of holy war Bottled up like a miscarriage Embedded correspondence Don't tell the source of the tension And they refuse to even mention European intervention Or the massacres in Janine The innocent screams US manufactured missiles And M16s Weapon contracts And corrupted American dreams Media censorship Blocking out the video screens A continent of oil kingdoms Bought for a bargain Democracy is just a word When the people are starving The average citizen Made to be blind to the reason A desert full of genocide Where the bodies are freezing And the world doesn't believe That you're fighting for freedom Cause you f***ed the Middle East And gave birth to a demon It's open season With the CIA bugging my crib Trapped in a ghetto region Like a Palestinian kid Where nobody gives a f*** whether you die or you live I'm trying to give the truth And I know the price is my life But when I'm gone They'll sing a song about immortal technique Who beheaded the president And the princes and sheiks You don't give a f*** about us I can see through your facade Like a fallen angel Standing in the presence of God Scared of the truth When it looks at you hard It's like MK Ultra Controlling your brain Suggestive thinking Causing your perspective to change They want to rearrange The whole point of view in the ghetto The fourth branch of the government Want us to settle A bandana full of glittering Generality Fighting for freedom And fighting terror But what's reality? Martial law is coming soon To the hood To kill you While you hanging your flag Out your project window Yeah the fourth branch of the government, a.k.a. the media, seems to now have a retirement plan for ex-military officials, as if their opinion was at all unbiased. A machine shouldn't speak for men, so shut the f*** up, you mindless drone. And you know it's serious when these same media outfits are spending millions of dollars on a PR campaign to try to convince you they're fair and balanced when there's some of the most ignorant and racist people giving that type of mentality a safe haven. We act like we share in the spoils of war that they do. We die in wars. We don't get the contracts to make money off them afterwards. We don't get weapons contracts. We don't get cheap labor for our companies. We are cheap labor. Turn off the news and read. Read.
infiltration into the Americas by terrorists, by outside interference, those who aren't just aiming at El Salvador, but I think are aiming at North America.
Spontaneous by Toxic, spelled with a K, and before that, the fourth branch by Immortal Technique. And uh, speaking of Toxic, I'm super excited. Josh Christian, the lead guitarist of Toxic, is going to be actually guest hosting this show with uh, the guest Cindy Sheehan, who's running for governor of California. She's an anti-war activist. Her son was killed in Iraq, and she protested George Bush's house. Uh, you know, for for Armistice Day, you know, she is definitely the great person to reference. What kind of a cruel person would go up to Cindy after she lost her son and then say, "Why should you be protesting the war?" I mean, just that kind of mentality has no logical basis. It's like it's like punching a wall. Your hand's always going to bleed, but the wall is still going to stay there. It's like that's the logic of arrogant, uh, you know, war happy people. Um, <laughs> Most of which you probably aren't. You who probably think they're a hero for waving a flag when they probably don't have any relations to veterans. They just watch Fox News and think that represents the troops. But if you look at the contrary, people like Cindy Sheehan or most of the troops that donated to Ron Paul, uh, they are on the side of us. You know, they are against the empire and imperialism. So I'm super excited to bring on Josh Christian as the guest host for the episode with Cindy Sheehan, which is in two weeks. Next week, I have the. Uh, animator of Metalocalypse, John Schnepp, um, pretty cool guy. Um, but yeah, tune in in two weeks to hear Sidney Sheehan, candidate for governor of California in the June 2014 primary election. Because the top two, you have to vote in June in order to have a voice of who actually ends up on the uh, final November ballot. It's only going to be two candidates, the top two vote getters. So vote for Sidney Sheehan in June 2014. Listen to the show in two weeks. Got Cindy Sheehan on the show with Josh Christian, the lead guitarist of Toxic, as the guest host. And Toxic should be putting out, actually, new material uh, this year or next year. So I'm really happy about it. I'm going to ask him if I could premiere any new stuff on the show when he's on. Uh, we'll have to see if that happens or not. But you'll just have to tune in to find out. So we're going to head over to commercials right now and be right back. KKSM. The official station of the 1998 Math Olympics. The radio. Revolution. The Free Thought Media Network is supported by Amaji Metals through their affiliate program. The Amaji Metals banner at freethoughtmedia.org contains a link that gives a portion of sales to us. Amaji is a retailer of alternative currencies to hedge against and divest out of the collapsing U.S. dollar, printed out of thin air by the private Federal Reserve bankers who use inflation to pay for their wars. Amaji has gold, silver, copper, and even $50 trillion Zimbabwe notes. Amaji accepts traditional forms of payment as well as Bitcoin. Our specialized Amaji link can be found on the Amaji Metals banner at freethoughtmedia.org. Aren't you tired of governments murdering people around the world? Well, stop using their money. There's an alternative. Bitcoin is a stateless, free market, non-political currency. Bitcoin cannot be inflated or controlled by any government. And by using their money, you're helping the state. Stop doing it. You have an incredible alternative available now. Learn it. Use it. Spread it. Get started with Bitcoin at WeUseCoins.com. That's WeUseCoins.com. Oh! 
Let's see why the government's cracking down. Introducing the two drugs that are legal, alcohol and cigarettes, two drugs that do nothing for you whatsoever. And drugs that grow naturally upon this planet. Drugs that open your eyes up to make you realize how you're being f***ed every day of your life. Those drugs are against the law. <laughs> Free Thought Radio, waking you up to the fact that you're being screwed by the system every day of your life since 2010. Only on KKSM AM 1320, the radio revolution, and LRN.FM, the radio network, freethoughtmedia.org. Welcome back to Freethought Radio, part of the Freethought Media Network, freethoughtmedia.org. I've got host Mike Pastor in the studio. My name's Alex Fiddle. I'm the Freethought Media Network journalist and such. So we want to play two more songs here before the news. So this is... We Gotta Live Together by Jimi Hendrix from the Band of Gypsies album. And then after that is Fortunate Son by Creedence Clearwater Revival. So two kind of anti-war songs. You know, We Gotta Live Together. You know, when you think of, of Malalai Joya and the suffering that, that her and her people go through, you know, what is it all for? It really, you know, when you kind of put things into perspective, you really see how inconsequential war is and the profits that arise from it are you know the people's immediate needs for you know the you know m you know money and everything but money at the expense of lives not money uh gained from offering value to this world like hemp farming or uh, uh other things that help people uh you know these sociopaths war has always been about conquest it's not a natural function of humanity it's always been about conquest and taking stuff over and it's inconsequential. You know, Genghis Khan is just skull and bones in the ground right now. He's not, he's not anything. Uh, but he sure as hell made it possible for people to not have any experiences in life, like children and everything like that. Same with this current government. They're making children not be able to grow up. And that's messed up. And it's got to stop because it's inconsequential. If you think about it, you know, we all... Just got to live together, like Jimi Hendrix says. And, of course, don't enlist, as the Credence song uh, demonstrates. So you're, this is... One of the, one of the best anti-war bands ever, you know? Credence. Yeah. Credence, definitely one of the best anti-war bands. Got to agree with Mike there. This is We Gotta Live Together by Jimmy and Fortunate Son by Credence. We'll be right back. KKSM, the Radio Revolution, and LRN. and the Liberty Radio Network. Freethoughtmedia.org. For you to clap your hands one more time. Sing along with us.
You're listening to KKSM AM 1320 Oceanside, com. Want your business to reach students of Palomar College? Want your name to reach a global listening audience? Want to support an educational program? Then sponsor KKSM. KKSM offers affordable rates, personalized spots, and global exposure for your business. Call our advertising line at 760-744-1150, extension 2442, to find out how you can sponsor KKSM and receive a tax write-off. With rates starting at $100, sponsoring KKSM is an affordable way to get your business's name out there. Call 760-744-1150, extension 2442, to start advertising with KKSM. The Free Thought Media Network is supported by Amaji Metals through their affiliate program. The Amaji Metals banner at freethoughtmedia.org contains a link that gives a portion of sales to us. Amaji is a retailer of alternative currencies to hedge against and divest out of the collapsing U.S. dollar, printed out of thin air by the private Federal Reserve bankers who use inflation to pay for their wars. Amaji has gold, silver, copper, and even $50 trillion Zimbabwe notes. Amaji accepts traditional forms of payment as well as Bitcoin. Our specialized Amaji link can be found on the Amaji Metals banner at freethoughtmedia.org. Fact. The new NSA data center in Utah requires 1.7 million gallons of water every single day to operate. Billions of Fourth Amendment violations need massive computers and the water to cool them. That water is being supplied by the state of Utah. Fact. There's absolutely nothing in the Constitution which requires your state to help the feds violate your rights. Our message to Utah? Turn it off. No water equals no NSA data center. Visit offnow.org. I have two words for you, predator drones. You will never see it coming. I think I'm joking. Drones are being used in drone strikes, and I support that entirely and feel the president was right. There's a reason why we shouldn't be using drones. It's because we don't just take out the target. We take out a lot of innocent civilians in these countries where these drones attack. But this is basically blowing up in our faces. We've seen the blowback all across the Middle East. What if our foreign policy of the past century is deeply flawed and has not served our national security interests? Free I hate categories. Categories okay for going to grocery store, but for me, the categories screwed a lot of people up. We'll make everything metal. Blacker than the blackest black times infinity. Free Thought Radio, San Diego's source for heavy metal and other genres that are ignored by mainstream radio. 
San Diego's only libertarian talk show in a conservative-dominated market. More hard-hitting journalism than even the professionals themselves. Free Thought Radio. Free speech. Free expression. And free snow calling. Only on KKSM Oceanside AM 1320. The Radio Revolution. Podcast airing on LRN.FM. The Liberty Radio Network. As it applies to you and me, our country isn't free. And we're back. So now it's time for... We're going to play a song real quick. Um, but again, it's freethoughtmedia.org for those that want to check it out. Uh, find Freethought TV by clicking on the TV icon at freethoughtmedia.org. And I went off into a tangent a little bit about how inconsequential murdering is, <laughs> especially murdering for profit, you know, as you said, war, yeah. war is a racket. Uh, you know, it, I, I guess this, I mean, this is a little bit of an economic thing, but it, it, but it does bring the into the concrete of exactly what it is that war does and and to people's lives and you know just just ruins the you know uh, people's way way of living how they make their money economies people die all that if you're built you know if if you're making cannons and you're making warships and you're making jet fighters essentially you're making a useless object think about it. Unless that object is being used for killing, it serves no purpose. So you're either creating a weapon to destroy, or it's a useless hunk of metal. And it takes away resources from stuff that would be used to create life or sustain life, not to destroy life or prevent children from growing up and having full lives. So yeah, uh, Rockefellers and all the all the uh, warmongers and the military-industrial complex special interests. You know, all their millions of dollars, inconsequential, and they are horrible human beings, and they cause people to die. Uh, that's what brings me to this song that we're going to play before we go into the headlines. It's called I'm But a Wave 2 by the band Cynic, and um, it kind of really, uh, that puts things into perspective. If you really think about it, you know, we're kind of waves on the history of, of time and even in the universe. So uh, why do you have to make children suffer? Honestly, I almost forgot about the tunes. How could I forget about the tunes? Yeah, so uh, let's uh, uh, with uh, what we say, uh, cynic, right? Yep. Uh, if uh, Alex has been posting on his Facebook page quite a bit, like they've got a, it's a new album cover, isn't it? Or? Yeah, they're they're putting out a new album uh, next year in February, and it's uh, they're again they're using uh, psychedelic artist Robert Venosa. Um, let me throw this up on the on the webcam. I have it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be using actually. I'm going to be using it as as instead of the album art for the this album. I'm just going to use this meme. But it's like, this is your brain. This is your brain on cynic, and it's Robert Venosa's atomic um, atomic tree of life or something like that. Where it's like you can see that under the earth is just a bunch of dead bodies, but out of it comes this really like psychedelic tree with kind of you know spiritual looking. Uh, it look it looks stuff. pretty cool. I, I I dig it. You know, I mean, it, it, it looks like a brain though, as well as an atomic explosion. Yeah, it's kind of got this weird thing going on with it. <laughs> and rather than being depressing, it's actually strangely a little uh, inspirational in, a, in an odd way. You'd yeah. think like, oh well, that sounds really depressing. It's kind of not. It's actually a really beautiful picture. Yeah, the out of the dead uh, stuff from atomic war comes, you know, life. And it's the explosion looks like you know, explosion brings death, but in it is is life. You know, saying you know. Oh, it's a racket. War is a racket. So this is I'm But a Wave 2, just to remind the warmongers of how inconsequential they are. 
I'm But A Wave to by Cynic here on KKSM, The Radio Revolution, and LRN.FM, The Liberty Radio Network. Freethoughtmedia.org will be back with the headlines.
I'm But a Wave Tube by Cynic here uh, on KKSM and LRN.FM. This is Free Thought Radio, part of the Free Thought Media Network at freethoughtmedia.org. And yeah, we are kind of but a wave to here in, in time and even, even in relation to the universe. Um, so, you know, make every second count and putting that into perspective makes it how not only futile and inconsequential, but downright evil war is because it makes it so people cannot even be a wave to because they don't exist. They don't grow up, uh, you know, murdering children with drones and everything. But there's plenty of those to talk about in the headlines. Yeah, you're, you know, you're mentioning about lives and, you know, and how we're, you know, uh, the war, wars and, you know, it's horrible and, you know, and we only got one chance to live and why is it that we're, you know, fighting and, and killing each other and it's, uh, there's a, I can't remember where I heard it, I want to say it's off of, uh, of all things, uh, 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 Clash of the Titans, the original one, but at the end, uh, at the end of the movie, Zeus says, the gods envy men because men are mortal and so that makes every day and every minute that much more important so let's think about that i mean as still as it sounds coming from you know an old kind of cheesy movie which what i i love cheesy movies it's actually one of my favorites but uh think about that i mean why is it you know that we're you know we, we can have wonderful lives and you know and have beautiful communities but you know, we have these these sociopaths saying, "Oh, we got to go invade a country halfway around the world that really has absolutely nothing to do with us whatsoever." You know, so yeah, I guess uh, there's my segue into the news. <laughs> so the headlines. Let's talk about state news. So this is from Medical Marijuana 411. Um, this is a story about a, a medical cannabis caregiver, a dispensary o- owner, that was kidnapped and tortured and uh, essentially castrated. Sweet God in heaven, he was castrated? Yeah, they, they uh, you know, they, you know, took a sharp object and, uh, yeah. Oh. I don't have to go into detail about Yeah, we don't need to, you know, um, oh, man. But they, why, why is it? Because banks don't allow medical cannabis dispensaries to uh, store cash. And I hate to, you know, put that out there, cause, you know, for, uh, you know, I hate the, you know, because, you know, the whole copycat syndrome, but... Um, you know, th- this is the fault of the U.S. government and the banks, um, as, uh, as noted in, in the article um, uh, about this story from uh, medical marijuana. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a pretty messed up situation. Well, wait, so they can't they they can't keep money. They were they were essentially trying to kidnap for ransom or something like that, but they just got so sadistic with it. Uh, and, and I'm not sure if the I I, I didn't read the article. Well, the bank, uh, the bank won't let them have a bank account, exactly? Yeah, because it's oh, illicit activity. So okay. I, I didn't read the article right, fully. Right. I'm not sure if the guy's still alive or dead or not, but, I mean, man. That's, that's, that's wild, but, I mean, that's part of, you know, the war on drugs. People think it's like, oh, well, it's just one drug cartel fighting over another one. It's, no. Innocent it, people get. Yeah, I mean, that, that guy was running for at least what the state law is a legitimate business yeah and that know? helped people with illnesses yeah i mean it's but you got a couple of heist heisty jackals trying to thieve some money um and they of course are already sociopathic what what's a torture and it's so sad that's why you know no more you know oh it's a illicit substance you know before stuff like this happens again, just respect it. 
and allow people to store uh, financial assets safely uh, in a place where it's not, uh, you know, making them vulnerable by it being in a uh, vicinity of their person, putting their person in danger. Um, but let's move along to the national news. Uh, Mike, you want to take it away? Yeah, sure. I'll start with the first one uh, from one of my favorite websites, antiwar.com. Uh, the FBI uh, monitored uh, antiwar.com in error for six years. Well, supposedly in error, I, I suppose. Uh, documents show that uh, antiwar.com was under FBI surveillance after the editor sent the FBI uh, threat that was sent against the website. So, you know, it's one of those things like if that kind of falls under don't call the cops. You know, maybe if you get a threat, the first thing to do is maybe not contact the FBI. I guess that's the moral to the story. Um, yeah, did- so the, somebody threatened antiwar.com um, right after 9-11. You know, pretty, you know, so, uh, I was re- it's the, this is an article from The Guardian, so um, look it up. You know, it was a pretty inflammatory threat towards antiwar.com. Send it off to the FBI. Twilight Zone. Now the the victims being monitored, but that's that's not the first reason why they uh, why they monitored them. A couple months later, uh, uh, you know, they had a separate slew of, of the FBI had a separate slew of charges against antiwar.com. And uh, so it was uh, the FBI saying that an additional reason they were watching them was uh, uh, one of the writers wrote an article about how five Israeli government agents were filming. Uh, themselves watching the Twin Towers burning on uh, 9-11 and were uh, arrested later on and held by the FBI for several months. So because of this article, the FBI came up with a justification to monitor the website. Is that what's going on here? So that's kind of what I'm getting yep. here. Uh, that's actually in the in the document. So that's you can't find the, the, that particular document at, through The Guardian uh, because, you know, it's a very revealing document of, of uh, you know, some things that we did not hear about September 11th. Um, but... Carl Cameron and Britt Hume of Fox News covered that same incident, as well as just the slew. Uh, it was a multi-part series about Israeli spy activity relating to 9/11. Uh, so Carl Cameron and Britt Hume did it live on Fox News, but they didn't get surveilled by the FBI or punished. They just simply got threatened uh, by somebody, people probably like APAC or something, and the archives of those reports were deleted from the news permanently. But uh, Justin Raimondo wrote a an article about that uh, that document at emptywheel.net, and they have the full PDF on there. So it tell it has the entire file about the Israeli agents and their arrest and their interrogation, and then closed file open again. Instead of creating a new file on the anti-war, they added it to the already existing file on a completely separate incident, which was the uh, Israelis. Uh, and so we so you, we we can find the source yeah. document. And on then you that. see the okay, document cool. has all the screenshots of the blog articles online from that uh, particular writer. So it's like it's a selective treatment. They don't go after people like Carl Cameron or Fox News. I mean, they intimidate them to not even never not ever talk about it again on on television. I mean, well, you know that could be considered punishment. You know, intimidation. But at least you're not being. Maybe they are being surveilled. Carl Cameron and Britt Hume. I mean. We're all being surveilled now, I mean, so it doesn't they, really matter. The, the whole idea of, of, of threatening newsmen and, and watching them, I mean, that, that goes back to the, you know, the Red Scare in the 50s. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's nothing new. You know, if you ever see yeah. Good Night and Good Luck, that's a good movie about that. I mean, it was, the FBI was watching everybody. What's going on here? What's going on here? No, no, no. It was yeah. weird. Wild. <laughs> uh, so, additionally, in national news, Good Morning America 
depicts the LAX gunman with a grenade-launching M16. Despite pictures of the weapon on scene showing a Smith & Wesson M&P-15 sporting rifle, not a grenade-launching M16, producers at ABC were seemingly unable to portray the correct firearm for their Monday morning report. Conflicting reports between law enforcement and eyewitness don't help with the official story either. Police say the shooter wore camo. The eyewitnesses say... He was dressed up like a TSA agent, so we really don't really know what uh, exactly happened. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say that there's funny business going on because, I mean, there could be, and maybe there is, but, I mean, that that's a, a rabbit hole to go down that we don't really have time for, uh, you know. I mean, that, that's... Totally. Yeah, that's something we could talk about forever, really. But, I mean, so what does this mean, either that... They're getting so many conflicting stories that ABC doesn't even know what they're reporting anymore. Like, I don't get it. And, like, and, how is uh, it? M sixteen is way more inflammatory. It sounds dangerous. Be scared of your of terrorism, uh, uh, dumb dumb Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just that it's it, it's wild. I mean, they're they're reporting stuff, not even knowing what's going on. And this is not like this was not. This report isn't like the day it happened, was it? It was like days afterwards. It was like yeah. cut like a week or something. It, it was. It was you know days after it. Yeah. Happened. So like, how is it that they can't get the time to be like, well, let's get a picture of the appropriate weapon at least. Let's well, I do saw, that. I saw the article. I forget which website I got. Um, uh, I got this uh, headline off of, but they had the picture. Uh, it, they used like an animated re reenactment like of the what the guy looked like. What was the it gun like really like. really bad CG? Uh, I mean, they didn't really. They, it wasn't really about the guy. Like oh, the guy okay. was just a regular character. He didn't have like any ski masks or anything on. But it was more about what the gun looked like. And the gun was like a big M16 with a grenade launcher on it. So, yeah. Um, talk, let's talk about the next piece of it. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, you're right. Let's uh, let's move on. Okay. So, um, speaking of the mainstream media and them not being able to get their uh, uh, word for uh, fecal matter together. Um, <laughs> Uh, the march against the mainstream media is going to take place nationwide on November 16th, uh, and also here in San Diego. Uh, it is, uh, both Friday the 15th and also Saturday the 16th. We got a two-day ordeal. Yeah, because you got to make that two days, uh, it's because there's a, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely be down there Saturday. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it Friday, but we'll be down there Saturday. We're going to be going, we're going to be doing this down at, uh, NBC7 downtown which uh me and alex have uh, a history with that particular building so we almost got arrested for having gary johnson signs doing occupy the commission on presidential debates <laughs> yeah it was you know well, well, uh, that's why that's why we're revisiting mbc7 and I'm, I'm one of the co-organizers of the local like march against the mainstream media uh um, with some other journal uh, independent journalists um so friday is going to be like the speakers and everything like that and the kind of the main like Let's get our message out there with like a sound system rally, um, because that's when the employees are at work. But we're, uh, you know, since that's not on the day of the national movement, we're also doing Saturday, which is part of the national march against the mainstream media, which is done purposefully because the goal is to say, hey, who cares if they're not in, in, in their offices? Tune out of the mainstream media. You don't have to watch it. Go to the alternative media. So we're doing both. We want them to hear us when they're in offices, and then we'll then we'll. Uh, extend that to Saturday when it's just speakerless, you know, general occupy the media, peaceful yet civilly disobedient, 
etc., etc. So I'm looking forward to it. It's mamsm.info, March Against the Mainstream Media, Nationwide November 16th, and San Diego November 15th and 16th, NBC7 San Diego. Come out and support alternative media. I'll be speaking there. Uh, I think I'm going to live cast the Philip Rackowell show if I could have my phone plug into my megaphone via an iPod cable and then and then and then I could talk to him like it can be done like this is not impossible that's something that can definitely be done yeah so uh, and then he could but it's like going over his show but then it's also going to the crowd because it's going through the megaphone it's it's some technological mumbo jumbo that I'll have to figure out uh, make, Alex are smart I have a feeling that's that's gonna work Alex are smart SMRT <laughs> SMRT smart 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 um other national news? What? Uh, um, so Barrett Brown's mother. Yeah, I was sentenced, just going to do that. That's a good one. His mother is sentenced to to. Uh, we don't actually. I, I, this was the article I was saying like it's going to be happening today. The sentencing. So I haven't, you know, done enough digging to see what the what the sentence was. <laughs> Apologize for my laziness. But back in May, she admitted to helping her son hide two laptops from federal agents that were investigating the activist Barrett Brown. The laptops were hidden in a kitchen cabinet just as the FBI agents were executing a search warrant. As to the plea agreement, uh, McCutcheon, the mother of Barrett Brown, faces up to 12 months in prison and a fine of up to $100,000. I don't think even Barrett Brown belongs in jail. I don't think what he did was a crime. So neither does his mom. In fact, I think they were doing a good thing. And he... Did what again? Posted a link. He posted a link that was already publicly available. Information that he didn't steal or anything like that. Uh, it was an anonymous hack. The website that those that information was on, he grabbed that hyperlink, that already publicly available, copied and pasted it onto a forum. He faces 105 years in jail. 105 years. Land of the free. <laughs> Land of the free, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I don't even, you know. Ugh. Speaking of land on the free, do you want to you want to touch up upon the next piece of national news, or 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 you want me to do it? Oh uh, <laughs> no, I'll go. Should should we just get? Are you brave enough? Should we get this one over with? Because yes. I mean, this is this is. Uh, well, if the dude, if the ballsy guy with the testicles and the. Wait, oh, we, we, did we, that, we didn't even there's get more that than yet. one story yeah. involving that today. There's don't more... don't have any food if you're listening to this. Yeah, right there's now. there's apparently one more uh, story involving te- testicles. So there was a guy in Russia, right? That that. Uh... Well, let, let's save that for international. Yeah, 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 okay, that's international. This one's right, this one's yeah, the okay. uh, primer on the appetite killing. Uh... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, if in case you didn't hear about this story, and most everybody has, uh, New, a New Mexico police department uh, forced an anal cavity search. On uh, two different drivers, two different drivers uh, for minor violations. Um, Dave, uh, the gen- the first gentleman's name was David Eckhart, and he was forced to undergo several enemas uh, and anal cavity searches in January. This is all in like one night. He was arrested for he was detained for 12 hours. They, the first hospital they took him to, the cops said, "Okay, this is what we need you to do because we're pretty sure he's hiding something in his butt." And uh, the first hospital they take him to, I mean, honestly, like this is this is this is the only good light to come out of the story. First hospital goes, we're not doing that. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. So the cops go, okay. And so they take him out of that hospital. They take him to another hospital and say, we need you to do this. Unfortunately, the second hospital said, all right, we'll do it. But I mean, they 
you know, multiple enemas. They were, you know, putting their fingers up there, all that sort of stuff. And what was it for? Uh, supposedly, he, uh, the cops said he was clutching, he was clenching his butt. That's suspicion. Yeah. So apparently, that's yeah. Don't don't be too nervous where you might clench up a bit if you ever get pulled over. Ugh. But you know, and they put him through a colonoscopy too. I mean, they put a camera up there. They were the cops were so intent on finding something going on that they're like, well, let's put a camera up there because everything else we've done apparently, uh, I. You know, it's just, you know, again, it's one of those stories yeah. where you just want to stay at the end, land of the free, you know yep. what I mean? And the invasive search happened after the man was pulled over for not coming to a full stop at a Walmart stop sign. So he private property. He rolled a stop. Not, I even mean. A, not even a government, you know, stop sign, a private property stop sign. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what, what's what's next to national? Oh man. I'll take the next national news. Okay, all right. Well, okay. Gotta so skip. so let's get to uh, some optimism. Let's do that. Let's get a. Uh, but let's make people happy. Yeah, so, this, so this one's a pretty good story. Homeless, unemployed, and living off Bitcoin. Jesse Angle is a homeless man living in Pensacola, Florida. He uses the service of Bitcoin Get to watch vid YouTube videos that pay him Bitcoin to watch them. You know, like. Kind of like advertising, you know. They want to get the, their end product to your eyes, so they'll give you an incentive to do so. Um, he also uses Bitcoin Tapper. He is on food stamps, but that can't get him enough food. So he uses Bitcoins to make up for what food stamps cannot deliver. Uh, he's also getting help from an organization that's buying nine acres of land with Bitcoin in Florida for the homeless. And isn't that what Satoshi Forest is? I don't it's, know. Yeah, it's called Satoshi Forest, uh, and it's... That land is being bought by uh, an organization called Sean's Outpost. And, yeah, so that's, I mean, talk about, like, you know, a private charity, you know, really going out there and, and getting it done. I mean, they're buying nine acres of land. They want to uh, put, like, um, uh, kind of like a mobile home RV sort of, like, living spaces on there so they don't have to worry about, like, the permits of putting up structures and all that sort of stuff. And uh, the reason why this is so good, uh, I mean, obviously anywhere in the country this would be wonderful, but this particular area of Florida is very, very uh, uh, unfriendly to the homeless. I mean, there was a guy who was, I uh, posted on my Facebook yesterday, it might have been this morning, I can't remember, but uh, there's a guy who was arrested uh, again in Florida because it happened a couple year, uh, years ago too, I remember a similar story. He was arrested for feeding the homeless and, and the cops arrested him. So, Having these nine acres in Pensacola, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's a refuge for people who are, you know, who knows what their problem is. Either they're down to their luck, they may have a drug problem, whatever, someplace where they can go, where they can at least, you know, get some help, at least be safe. They're not, you know, sleeping under an underpass and being harassed by, you know, I mean, that happens too. Uh, uh, teenagers will be like, oh, that homeless guy, they start messing with him and, you know, poor guy's just trying to sleep. You know, it's, it's someplace safe, at least. So... That that's really uh, one of the most optimistic stories I've heard in a while. Before I start rambling yeah. on, are we terrorists, Alex? Tell us about that. We might oh, be terrorists. Land of the free. <laughs> uh, so so um, I, I've always been kind of keeping up to date on what the definitions of domestic terrorists are, from Muslims to 9/11 conspiracy theorists. Um, there's another. I came across this kind of DHS kind of list. Um, it was especially creepy to me. So. Uh, 
grab out a paper and pen. It's time for a Are You a Domestic Terrorist game show quiz. All right. Are you a domestic terrorist? This is who the DHS thinks are domestic terrorists. Military veterans who come home from war and start opposing U.S. foreign policy. Land of the free. And they're fighting for our freedoms. And when they come home, they don't get any freedoms. They're on the domestic terrorist watch list. I mean, think about like how crazy that is. So you... My head just exploded. Yeah, you, you know... Uh, some poor guy out of high school joins the army, the Marines, whatever, you know, and he, you know, is, is sent halfway across the globe thinking that he's protecting our freedom. You know, obviously we know that that's not really what they're doing anymore, unfortunately. Sees it's conquest and then he comes home and then we have less freedoms than when he left there. So, we, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, he goes out there and realizes. Double whammy. Yeah, he goes out there, realizes he he's, you know, fighting for the empire, for lack of a better way to put it. And comes back and says that's wrong, and DHS thinks he might be a terrorist. That's, okay, number one. Yeah. What's number two? Anti-war individuals and groups. So that includes us. So I bolded all the ones that includes us. So every time. <laughs> so to, I'm so not a military really veteran. My head. I'm not a military veteran, but I would imagine if I was, I'd probably come home and be like, yeah, war is a racket. Um, so, so that's the first category that we're in in the domestic terrorist watch list, anti-war individuals and groups. I got antiwar.com sticker on my computer, so it's too late for me. Uh, and that's just one. Uh, so this next one, tax resistance movements. Oh, I'm a, I think the IRS should be abolished, and it's part of the Federal Reserve slavery system. Number two, oh, already two strikes for me on the domestic terrorist list. I'm losing this game show entirely. <laughs> oh, the worst part. The worst part. Alternative media outlets. Damn it, that's damn us. it, damn it, no, damn it. No, we're domestic terrorists. All right, you guys. So, like, right now, that's it? We're it? Right? Okay. So that's I'll three strikes. It. We're domestic terrorists. So it says Free Thought Media Network on the Facebook page. I'm going to have to, you know, because of this, because of the DHS, you know, putting me on the watch list, you know. To make them happy, should we put, like, an American flag on there and they'll leave us alone? Will that do it? No, I'll just, I'll just you know, I'll, okay. make, I'll make it easier for them and I'll change the name from Free Thought Media Network to Terrorist Media Network. <laughs> and it'll be Terrorist Radio and Terrorist TV and, you know... Uh, I, I'm wearing my uh, my kefia in solidarity with people suffering in Palestine, um, but apparently that probably makes you a terrorist too. I mean, I I could you know do do the DHS a favor and just just wrap that know, up there and got, got wrapped around my just face so they right can now. only see your your beady little eyes and yeah. that's it. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, we have to laugh to you know to it's it's a psychological thing to remedy. You know, our, you, you either our astonishment. <laughs> You either laugh at something because it's so, uh, you know, it's so shocking or you'd laugh at something because it's so absurd. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that this this falls in the latter. I mean, this is just so nuts. This, this yeah. most mundane things. Are uh, like... so, so that's three strikes. So we're, we're anti-war. We uh, are against the IRS. And this is an alternative media program. So that's three strikes on the domestic terrorist checklist. Um, so... Okay, so alternative media outlets that present accounts radically different from mass media outlets. So mass media is the only form of truth because the government tells you so. Otherwise, you're a domestic terrorist. <laughs> All right, and then people who advocate for animal rights, environmentalists. Um, so vegans are terrorists, apparently. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> but there's, I mean, uh, I, I, you would think that they would be easy to snap in half. I mean... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, including myself, I, I I tend to you know only go for dairy. Well, it's like raw or organic, but I you know usually stay away from it in general. 
Um, so I'm uh, definitely on the vegan side, uh, more of it, not 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 strictly, you know, as the political, you know, no animal products, but uh, just as a dietary health thing. Um, so, and I'm an environmentalist. I mean, I, and not that I don't support animal rights either. So that's I'm kind of in that category. I, I mean, that's the even thing. though we already have three strikes. I mean, yeah, what's I more? mean, no, yeah, what, what, <laughs> might as well have the whole list, right? I mean, I I'm not a vegan either, but I mean, I I respect the uh, the people who do do it. I'm just gonna I'm gonna be honest. I don't have the willpower every now and then. Yeah. And they're dude, definitely not terrorists. I mean, yeah, dude wants a cheeseburger sometime. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like, but I I do respect it. So yeah. And, and then additionally, constitutionalists. And I I mean, that's that's where like the mainstream media comes and painting the picture. Every like, I hate how you know that's where you know that's why Republicans are an arm of this same system. Michelle Bachman calls herself a constitutionalist, but it's done on purpose so that whenever you hear the word constitution, you associate it with a nut job like her. When I when I call myself a constitutionalist, I'm not like Michelle Bachman. I hate her. I think she sucks. I think she's an evil tyrant. So so it's easy for people like this. Obviously, these domestic terror, terrorists are designed to scare people that don't know any better. So you she's still you see, getting camera time. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So I you, haven't heard so anything see, about her in a long time. Oh, beware of the constitutionalist, and you think, oh, Michelle Bachman, because uh, I've been brainwashed by the mainstream media to think that everybody that's a constitutionalist is a right wing nut job. Well, that's not the case. In fact, most of the stuff that the right wing advocates for is against the Constitution, um, including war. Um, here's another one that we're... Here's uh, a, definitely another strike for us. Supporters, supporters of the third political parties. Wow. Oh, so I, I'm a libertarian. I was big on the, you know, supporting the Libertarian Party and Gary Johnson in 2012. I'm supporting Cindy Sheehan for governor, Peace and Freedom Party. I don't even think that parties work in general. They're just temporary vehicles to smash the two-party system until, uh, until we smash that system. County um, committee members. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Okay, so that's a couple. That's that's too many strikes for even one hand to count. Yeah. Here's the next one: supporting an audit of the Federal Reserve. What about just straight up abolition of the Federal Reserve? That's I it. give up. That's we're it. all we're, this is, <laughs> we're done. You're listening to terrorist they're, they're radio on the terrorist us. media network. I'm not sure if we're gonna be able to fill out oh, the whole two hours. Alex. I didn't even, I didn't even get to the last one. No Opposes the UN and the World Bank. Oh, uh, duh, well, yeah, that's we it. just had the UN anti-UN Agenda 21 person on the show the other week. So yeah, oh, uh, too late. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, so and, and here's here's the call to action for the FBI. The FBI is helping private businesses and your average neighborhood. Uh, concerned citizen report on suspicious activities. So spy on your neighbor and advise. Where the FBI is advising you that political protest, while protected under the First Amendment, constitutes as low-level terrorism. So that's another <laughs> strike. Political protesting is low-level terrorism. That's low-level terrorism because we're, you know, we're, we're obviously upset about what's going on in the world. So we get it. With other people who are also upset about something, and we go into a public area peacefully. and say, we are upset about something, and we're doing it peacefully. We are simply talking so people can hear us. And apparently, we'll be civil disobedient and, you know, push the edge, but we won't actually harm anybody or, or you know, cause damage and to anything. And that's somehow low-level terrorism. Yeah. So this is one of those narc on your neighbors, and don't forget what, uh, what, uh, what dear Janet Napolitano used to say, and that is, if you see something... Say something. Yeah. So I think that kind of falls in this thing of you know. It's like it's like the Soviet Union. It's like oh oh you question uh, what we tell you. Oh you're a, you're an insane person. We have to commit you to the mental ward. It's like it's like calling somebody crazy without them being crazier. Imagine if they if you were completely sane and all of a sudden the next morning you were in a straitjacket. Um, <laughs> it's it, it's like how do you escape that? It's like the ultimate enslavement. So are we gonna have like? Uh, 
like a picture of Big Brother on the side of the Sprinter now. Like, I hope we don't, yeah. but I mean, this is getting Don't cre- listen to terrorists. This is radio getting owners. creepy. Uh, anyway, so uh, I guess, I don't know what to do. So we got like six six out of eight counts of us on there pretty much, yeah. right? If not all of them, well, Let's really. just go on to the next headline. <laughs> yeah, let's just do that. Let's so, move along. Um, Oliver Stone awesomely calls Hillary Clinton a war hawk, part of the same old system. And I've been saying this for a while. Anybody who has a I'm ready for Hillary bumper sticker and thinks that they're liberal. <laughs> all right, let's see. I know. We're, I'm not going to play the sound clip, but it's Hillary Clinton saying, oh, I'll do whatever the Council on Foreign Relations tells me to do. You know, uh-huh. you know who's the president? Uh, uh, let me tell you a bit about the president of the Council on Foreign Relations. Yeah, tell Pre- me about President those. on Council on Foreign Relations calls Edward Snowden a traitor on Twitter, uh, saying that he puts a bunch of lives in danger, and then linking to an article on JPost. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Uber Zionist, uh, you know, calling Edward Snowden a traitor. So I wrote back, no, sir, you and the CFR are the biggest threat to lives in this in this world. You know, you war, you blood sucking war criminal. That's who Hillary Clinton takes marching orders from. Somebody that supports the state of Israel uh, and calls Edward Snowden a traitor. Never mind that Hillary Clinton led up the witch hunt against WikiLeaks and was personally, uh, you know, there with, with making sure uh, Chelsea Manning got tortured. She scoffed at the idea of a war with Iran. They're like, what about a war with Iran? She's like, ha, 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 ha. Cackle, cackle, so funny, cackle. you know, bombing a million people, you know. And she said, yeah, well, we've got a war with Iran, of course, you know, of course. We've got to do whatever Saudi Arabia tells us to do. Yeah. I mean, what's best for national interest, security, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So I'm glad that real people from the left, the ra- true radical left, like Oliver Stone, are coming out and saying, no, I'm not ready for Hillary. Hillary is not a li- liberal. You coffee shop posers better stop repping those bumper stickers. Coffee shop posers. No, you're right. That, that, that's who's doing it. That's who's doing it. <laughs> you, you, put a, you put a nice little Americana folksy song with acoustic guitars behind a Hillary ad, and all of a sudden she's cool, man. <laughs> Before you know it, every hipster in the in joint has a bumper sticker. Uh, in other, okay, you, Alex, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta line this out up for me a little bit here. Uh, new drone to have uh, multi capabilities such as flying, swimming, and driving. What? So this is, just, is this gonna be like transformer drone? What is this? Uh, maybe it, no, maybe it kind of works like a, uh, like you know, it can go underwater, but it has wheels. It can land, um, and it, and it's it's a, uh, um, aqua, hydro. I don't know whatever they call frogs. Some, Amphibian? Amphibious. Yeah, amphibious. Amphibious vehicle. Ding, yes. ding, ding, ding. We are smart. Smart, smart, smart. Amphibious. So, I mean, it's just like, it's it's basically an all around. So, where they're limited, so they could just like, like, get get you anywhere, really. If you're, if you're going, if you're a domestic terrorist of an alternative media program going scuba diving, all of a sudden you're looking at some <laughs> cool starfish, and all of a sudden, boom, you got exploded in the face. Exploded in the face. Uh, all right, let's is, go on is, to... Is, ins- it a, is it a Decept- Decepticon, though? I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm really picturing this as some sort of Transformer. Yeah, that's oh, probably, I mean, that's God. probably what it's going to be. I mean, it would be a Decepticon if it was, because it's from the government. But let, right. let's go on inter- inter- international news. Um, so the first one is Saudi Arabia is hell-bent on stalling this uh, Syrian peace solution. Saudi's really want to destabilize Syria to take it over for oil, of course. Saudi Arabia has been a major backer of the Syrian rebel groups with both money and weapons. It is actually likely that the chemical weapons attacks were carried out by the rebels with chemical weapons they got from the Saudis who kissed George Bush on the lips. That's hot. Really, on the lips. Let's go on to that. <laughs> 
Uh, March against Brandon Street. Uh, Barrett uh, Brown. Uh, next piece of international news. So. Oh, yeah, 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 duh, okay. All right, Bolton. Uh, duh. Uh, John Bolton uh, is pushing for an Israeli attack on Iran. Uh, claiming that Iran is an existential threat, meaning you know that's some that's some political speak there. There's you know he's saying that oh it's an imminent threat. Yeah. We have to go in and get Iran, bomb, bomb, bomb Iran right now. I know I just, yeah. that just turned into a Nixon impression, but you know might as well be. Uh, yeah, but it's like it's a, I really don't think that I really think that Iran's trying to get a nuke because I I mean. They aren't, and the CIA and the Israeli Mossad admitted that Iran is not going to search for a nuke. They're saying that they don't want nuclear weapons. Both say, why would they want one? Well, maybe it's because Israel has one, and they're not even subject to the uh, Atomic Energy Agency or whatever uh, standards. They're not subject to any kinds of uh, inspections or, or standards. They are literally have impunity when it comes to nukes and chemical weapons. That's probably also why... Uh, I don't. I don't really think that Syria had, or, or the, certainly Syria didn't use the chemical weapons. It was the rebels. But if they had chemical weapons, it's because Israel has white phosphorus, and Israel has used white phosphorus on Gaza and many other places. So it's like, and so has the U.S. depleted uranium. So the double standard here is like, uh, you know, it, Israel it, is the it's is pretty, the aggressor. It's pretty mind blowing. Oh, you can't have chemical weapons. You can't have this. You can't have that because we're the empire. But wait, hey, um, Emperor Obama, didn't didn't you use uh, you know uh, some white phosphorus rounds in, in Iraq? Well, yes, but that's we have extra rights. Yes, exactly. They have more rights because it's the empire. Um, in other international news, November thirtieth will mark an international day of action to protest Israel's ethnic cleansing campaign. The day of rage will protest Israel's prior plan, which would displace. 30,000 Arabs and confiscate 850,000 dunams of land. They don't even, they, they aren't, they live on that land currently. The bulldozers are going to come in saying, no, you can't live on your own land because dun, 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 you're not Jewish. That's the textbook definition of an apartheid. And of course, eugenics. Uh, yeah, because what other people, when they're homeless, they might die. And then, and then, you know, to get rid of all Palestinians on earth. Yeah, talk about eminent domain, jeez. Yeah, on um, steroids with bigger guns. Than the uh, th th this one is just going to get bulldozed through real quick. This happened today. Uh, Iran uh, talks end without deal. More talks November 20th. So, yeah, Talk. they... Yeah, they... So, it... This is the part I always find really funny about these international peace talks is that with all this technology that, that we have today of, you know, Skype and all this sort of stuff... They all got to get in their big jets, and they all got to fly to another city, and they have very, very expensive dinners that I'm sure cost the, you know, the taxpayers of their whatever country, you know, they're, they're coming from lots of money to pay for this, and then they talk, which they could have done over Skype. And I'm, I'm okay with diplomacy. I just don't think that the, the U.S. is an honest broker at the table, so they're doing talks just so they could, you know... Uh, um Somebody that was talking about, you know, the Israeli talks told me that, you know, it's it's, it's basically negotiations about negotiations about negotiate like negotiations on when to negotiate. It's like it's no real diplomacy. Their event, you know, actually, let's just skip ahead to. Um, it's kind of a setup, yeah. It's, where, where it's is this? Too... Okay, so here's here's the skip ahead to this headline. Kerry 
says Obama is willing to attack Iran at any time. So these talks are all a sham uh, just to make Obama look like he's the peacemaker, maybe to dispel any kind of mass protest against the war with Iran. But you know we're going to do it. So we'll be out there at Balboa Park again. I plan to speak maybe uh, depending on who's organizing it. Uh, and they have open mic anyways, usually at these types of things. So, so you know, it, we're going to protest. So don't think he can come off as a peacemaker, Mr. Obama. Uh, but uh, Kerry says Obama is willing to attack Iran at any time. So these talks are worthless. And they're saying... Oh, they're going to push it off to November 20th? Maybe yeah. in between then they'll come up with an excuse. Or- it, you know, it, it, it's fluff. It's kind of almost like a setup in a way. Well, let's get Iran to come to uh, Geneva and have these talks and then give them a, a, a really, really bad deal that they couldn't possibly upset, accept. So then it can go on CNN saying... Iran refuses peace deal. They're hostile. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they refuse the peace but deal. But it's really, it's really that the U.S. Congress and President Obama that have been the biggest obstacle, the most hostile. But certainly, actually, the French government was the most hostile. They stepped up their hostility towards Iran. They basically closed, you know, they made sure that we all, that everybody walked out of the room uh, because French representatives were citing, uh, you know, that they, that Israel and Saudi Arabia told them that Iran was dangerous. Uh, yeah, good places to trust. You know. Yeah, and uh, th- th- you know, this isn't ultimate irony, but it's 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 up there in the range of almost ultimate irony. Is John Kerry, the uh, Secretary of State nowadays? Um, he used to be an anti-war activist, <laughs> and so yeah. this guy's out there going, "Oh, maybe, we gotta go get was, him! We gotta go get him right now!" Like, maybe he was like Cointel Pro or something like that. Uh, I mean, I, who knows? That that's it's a rabbit hole going down that way. But we do know for sure that he at one point was an anti-war activist, and now he is saying, "We gotta go get Iran." Like, yep. eh, I don't. Uh, so we only got ten it, minutes left until the anti-media radio with Nick Burnaby is coming up at the top of the hour. So the antimedia.org, if you want to check out his site. But let's buzz through the rest of these international headlines. So signs that the West Coast is fried with radiation from Fukushima. Polar bears and seals in Alaska are losing fur, and open sores can be seen on the skin without them actually cutting themselves. Uh. Epidemic of sea lion deaths on the California coast. Population of sockeye salmon is at an all-time low. Fish on the west coast of Canada are bleeding from their eyes and their gills. Whoa, Radioactivity yeah. in west coast waters could double over the next five to six years. All bluefin tuna are contaminated with radiation from Fukushima. Eating contaminated fish will cause cancer rates to rise. 300 tons of contaminated water are leaking daily. Yet the TEPCO board of directors still rake in massive profits and are keeping much of the remaining power plant running. Really, they should be in jail for their criminal negligence and and their use of liability cap laws for their moral hazard. Uh, can you really put a price on their profits versus the half-life of an isotope? Even if we did seize their assets, it wouldn't even be justice. Like, even if they would go to jail, it's like... You know, the sooner the better, maybe put their assets towards fixing it. You know, personal responsibility in the marketplace here uh, for pollution and evil. Um, and, and you know what? Fish bleeding out of their eyes and their gills? What makes you think humans are so different? What I mean, all it takes is, a, is just an overnight increase and we're all bleeding out. I mean, no matter how special you think you are, like me, you know, oh, I'm on the radio. I'm somehow invincible from radiation. No, no. I'm the same as all you. Like we're nobody's a superhuman being, so you know we got to get our you know humanoid arrogance out of the way and realize the 
significance of this radiation increase. Hey, I came in here tonight under the impression that the studio was radiation shielded, okay? It's the uh, only reason I'm here. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so, <laughs> in international news, uh, again, talking about uh, Kerry being a hypocrite, he goes and says Israeli sell- settlements are illegal. Did, did Kerry just go to Zionists Anonymous? I, I really I don't I don't buy it honestly. Obama, Biden, Hillary Clinton all speaking at APAC. That stuff does, just doesn't go away overnight. Uh, and and either way either way, Mahmoud Abbas is a is a weak leader. Uh, he, he's you know totally playing into Israel's cards. Uh, and Israel will still get their settlements. Empty rhetoric from Kerry is much different from real solid action. Maybe he's just trying to uh, put a piece of red meat in front of the anti-war crowd and we're not buying it um israeli bombed syria again oh yeah uh around uh last week of october yeah i remember that it was it was something that really didn't make the mainstream news too much surprise surprise uh there was a little blip on cnn or whatever but yeah israeli flew some jets into syria and blew some stuff up you know, to say that they could do yeah. it, I guess. I'm not really sure why they did, what their justification was, yeah. just to say they could, I guess. So, so you may, maybe the U.S. didn't start a war in Syria, but now the, Israel is doing it. I don't care who who does it. The war is wrong, and it's not, it shouldn't happen. So stop messing with the trajectory of history in, in, a, in a wrongful direction. Um, in other international news, speaking of Fukushima, a big quake near Fukushima would decimate Japan, lead to U.S. West Coast evacuation. The stricken nuclear plant at Fukushima in northern Japan is in such a delicate condition that a future earthquake could trigger a disaster that would decimate Japan and affect the entire west coast of North America, a prominent scientist has warned via RT. Additionally, um, Israel levels Palestinian Catholics' property in East Jerusalem in a massive demolition plan. So this is part of the ethnic cleansing. Actually, the... Uh, Palestinian Christians have been particularly massacred in, in this, uh, you know, decades-long ethnic cleansing campaign that is the state of Israel. Here's another one on that notion. This is the big news, so I hope you're tuning in. Palestinian leader Yasser Arafat murdered with polonium. Plutonium. Po- no, polonium. Polonium. There's different pol- type. Really? Yeah. All right. uh, Swiss forensic reports. Learn something new of- every day. Arafat's corpse and surrounding areas of the of the uh, body's site show radioactive levels. Blogger Jonathan Cook wrote about how Ariel Sharon made death threats towards Arafat. "Quote: We are really we are revealing a real crime, a political assassination," uh, said Arafat's widow to the Reuters in Paris. Oh, here's the good one in international news: a Russian man. Oh yeah. Ballsy. He nails his testicles to the street to protest the police state. Uh, maybe after that, not so much. Maybe some of his ballsiness drained out. Did you just dun, introduce dun, dun, that as it was ballsy? <laughs> that was a good one, Johnny. <laughs> Russian artist Pyotr Pavlensky um, to be hauled off to the hospital after his stunt on Russia's annual police day. Great holiday. <laughs> In international <laughs> news... Uh, 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 op-ed on RT, Syrian rebels don't care about Palestinians. Syrian rebels may be Islamic extremists, but they are funded by the U.S., Saudi Arabia, as well as Israel. And Islamic extremism is really false Islam. You know, we talked about how the Wahhabist strain funded by Saudi Arabia is just a messed up, tra- it's not a correct translation. It serves their uh, ends, and, and Saudi Arabia tends to support all the U.S. wars and occupations. So 
U.S. is on the side of, of Islamic extremism. Uh, so, so the Syrian rebels were funded by the U.S., Saudi Arabia, as well as Israel. Israeli commandos have helped to train the Syrian rebels. And of course, because of that, uh, the Syrian rebels have made the struggle worse for the Palestinians. Uh, so we talked about how Kerry wants, says Obama is willing to attack Iran at, at any time. In other international news, Israeli occupation prisoners uh, are holding political prisoners while they are terminally ill, prisoners who have stomach tumors, colostomy bags, untreated ulcers, throat tumors, and more. We talked about uh, what makes you a domestic terrorist. And actually, that's the last part of international news. So again, in other news, Cynic's new album, Kindly Bent to Free Us, comes out Valentine's Day of next year. That has been your headline news right. for tonight. Right, so we're terrorists. Fish, fish are bleeding out of their eyes and Yasser Arafat was murdered. Okay. Yep. Good night, um, everybody. <laughs> yeah. So in the next hour is the anti-media radio with Nick Burnaby. Um, we don't have time to play a song, so I'm just going to... Sneak uh, on in there. Sneak on in there. I'm going to call into the show to get it on because uh, Nick is not there and uh, they have some trouble with figuring out how Skype works. So I'm going to call them from my Skype. Um, and they should just be about on... In two minutes, yeah, the anti-media radio. So, um, what's the call-in number here? Yes, call-in number. Got to plug it into Skype. So I'll, I'll narrate it so there's no dead air. Or Mike, Mike, I'll let you take the program while I concentrate in computer land. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess, I guess I'll go back into the whole peace talk thing for a little bit. Like, so. This is the same plan that they've been doing since. I don't know, let's say the 90s. I mean, it's a variation. I mean, governments have been doing this sort of thing forever. They try to make the other guy look like the bad guy. They kind of set him up like, oh, well, you didn't show up to our peace talks where we're going to offer you the worst deal ever, which you can never accept. Oh, well, you're being hostile or you, uh, you're being unreasonable. And then they make them look bad and then he comes in with an excuse of, well, you know, national security, we got to go invade and do it, do it now. If we don't, they're going to attack us first. Do you have any evidence of that? Yes, we do, but it's classified. So that's, that's usually what's going on. That's kind of what's going on here, too. Oh, well, hey, uh, so Ron's building a nuclear weapon? Yes. Really? Do you, can you show us that they're building this nuclear weapon? Is there some sort of evidence, pictures, you know, uh, uh, a glowing rod? You know, a la The Simpsons. You know, here's this glowing rod of of nuclear material they're going to use to, uh, you know, make a uh, an H bomb or something. No, they can't do that. They always say, "Oh, it's classified." Oh, you know, it's classified. It's it's a real, real easy excuse. And uh, you know, uh, Iran... yeah, I'm wondering if Skype doesn't work on my computer either. It might just be the whole the whole. Uh, someone's going to pull it up on the phone here. But keep going. Yeah, but like Iran isn't. Here's the other thing. Iran isn't. Iraq, you know, there, uh, you know, the whole build up to the 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 second invasion of Iraq was, oh well, remember the first, you know, Iraq war? We just went in there and bulldozed over the joint. All that's we're gonna do, and we're gonna do it again, and it's gonna be real easy. It's not the same deal at all. Like Iran is a much more uh, modern country with a modern military. They now have, uh, uh, they've reverse engineered a drone that 
they shot down or, or took over with a virus or something that the U.S. sent over there. So they re- reverse engineered that. So that now that they've got some U.S. tech they're, they're messing around with. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's uh, – it's, it's physically a beautiful country. I mean, I've seen pictures of uh, what it looks like outside Tehran. There's like a ski resort. You know, there's beautiful mountains and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, but, uh, you know, these uh, warmongers and bankers don't care. They'll blow it, you know, they'll blow it up until it's, uh, you know, looks like uh, what used to be the Verdun Forest in World War One. you know, just just mud and, and, uh, and uh, you know, cannon shrapnel and just mess. They don't care. You know, it, it, we got we to gotta keep that ball rolling. You know, we got to put them in there. We got to change the guy, have, have, have our regime in there, have this guy be our guy, so, pay him so off. And- the, the anti-media radio is loading right now on my phone here, so uh, the, the anti-media.org. Maybe, yo, I'll just, call, I'll just call on my phone Right on. through that number because I don't think I can call phone numbers from my Skype. I think Skype is, has some problems on here too. Um, 829... I can hear it like barely. Hmm. Let's let's try the the stream again. We'll get it right next. We'll get it right next eventually. <laughs> one of these weeks. Well, yes, one one week. This and will it's happen a great correctly. show. It's a great show. Just we don't have good technology. Yeah, when we when we had it going next week, I was listening to it. It's 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 some good stuff. You know, it's um. Uh, you know, really, uh, again, it's the anti-media, you know, it's definitely not the same sort of, um, here's a fun word, bull hockey that you'll get like on Fox News or CNN where it's just, you know, they, they almost make, you know, serious issues going on in the world where, you know, people are, you know, need help or, or, you know, there's about to be a war to break out. They almost make it seem like it's fluff, like it's not a big deal sometimes, you know, that's the thing that's always kind of tripped me out is that, like, sometimes you'll be watching the news and they'll be like, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, peace talks failed with Iran and John Kerry is coming home today. Next up, let's see what's going on with, um, Kim Kardashian or something, you know? Or the is royal it? baby. That's, I guess, what I was a little bit more poignant. Goes to show you how much I watch TV, right? Yeah, we're still having some technical difficulties to get into the anti-media radio here. Don't worry, we're not frustrated. It's all our fault. <laughs> we're doing... We're doing... They should be pissed off at us. I mean, we're, we're doing them a disservice trying to bring on the show every, every night. Or, I mean, once a week. Hmm. Um, what's your reception like uh, for how many batteries do you have? Um, again, it's another time where I'm walking in here and it's like 6, 14%. Yeah, that's not going to be good. Uh. Calling anti-media radio. Calling anti-media radio. Yeah, I tried the streaming player and it was failing me. Boo. Not working out here. But you should check out the antimedia.org if you're listening or watching. Check out what it's all about. Find out more about the March Against the Mainstream Media this Saturday, nationwide, November 16th. 
Additionally, on the 15th, Justin here in San Diego at NBC7 San Diego. All right, no picking up. All right, well, uh, we'll have to settle it eventually. Let's let's see if... Yeah, because my 3G reception's, like, poor. Yeah, it's, like, really... Uh, I got, like, one bar, and it's... I'm even trying to search, and it's, like, an error occurred. And I'm not going to play Creed again like last week. No, yeah, we can't do that. We can't play Creed. Uh, we could play... Um, well, I was, I was uh, you know, talking about Smedley Butler earlier. There's a... Turns out on YouTube there's a speech of uh, Smedley Butler. And, I don't know, it's a good eight minutes. It might, you know, poignant for Armistice Day. Could do that. Sure. If uh, for some reason this doesn't work out. Well, I have the streaming player running. And it's probably going to fail again because of low 3G reception. It's, it's not good. But speaking of the mainstream media today, I was actually watching it a little bit uh, for once in a very long time. And the uh, main topic of conversation, one that was actually relevant, was, you know, the uh, the typhoon in the Philippines. And, I mean, that that's beyond, uh, you know, any sort of normal storm. I mean, there was... Uh, 10,000 people who who are either missing or dead at this point. I mean, it's, it's I mean, tragedy, uh, you know, beyond, like, you know, comprehension, really. But, uh, but, you know, they talk about something like that real, you know, uh, you know, something that's really, you know, worth attention for like five ten minutes pushing ten minutes and they go on to the other normal just just nonsense of see if it works well we computer. heard this this rumor we heard this rumor of, of political nonsense and we can't really verify it but we're going to report it as news just because you know i mean this is the thing that really pisses me off about mainstream media is that's like well here's some really important stuff that's going on in the world We'll talk about that for six minutes, and then we're going to go off to other nonsense that really doesn't relate to anything, really. You know, the the, the thing that they played right after uh, the, the clip about um, the Philippines was, uh, is Hillary Clinton going to run for president? When's the presidential election again? Like, it's a while. Yeah. It's a we while. We saw another election. But so, so I'm on Skype here on the studio computer, and... It's just calling, but it's not going through. Maybe there's another. There's probably like the same reason why I can't pick up the stream off UCY is the same reason why I can't uh, call somebody from Skype is the same reason why I can't work the UStream chat. Um, damn, it sucks because Anti Media Radio is a great program, and we really want to, especially now. You know, the topic should be the mainstream media because they're you know or helping to organize it and, and everything like that. Um, their perspective on it is definitely, you know, uh, much needed. Um, gosh. And uh, what was another thing that was going on that the mainstream media just screwed up or blatantly lied about? That's what it was. I almost forgot about it for a second. Um, yep, the, the station's not the station's not something available through the TuneIn app. So like we're totally getting screwed with here and 
it's just going to be have to be another week where we don't play the anti-media radio. So if you want to listen to it, it's ucy.tv slash T-A-M-R. ucy.tv slash T-A-M-R. It's going on right now. Um, ucy.tv slash T-A-M-R and theantimedia.org. Can't plug it enough, theantimedia.org. And actually, um, the host, Nick Burnaby, he's actually now going to be speaking at that the United We Stand Festival with Public Enemy and the Wu-Tang Clan. Congratulations, Nick, Super man. stoked. So, right on. So May 10th at uh, 2014 at UCLA, uh, Free and Equal is putting on the United We Stand Festival with Public Enemy and the Wu-Tang Clan headlining. It's kind of this awareness festival against the two-party system. You should head out to that. Again, it's May 10th, 2014 at UCLA. Um, and Nick uh, of the Anti-Media Radio will be speaking there. Um, he also does March Against Monsanto. He'll be speaking at the same time of somebody else from March Against Monsanto uh, on, on the subject of that. And I guess you know his take is independent journalism. Turning out to be a really, really cool-looking festival. Uh, so check it out. Uh, Nick of the Anti-Media is supposed to be the third hour of this program every Monday, but... We, uh, we screwed up technologically. Much apologies to the anti-media radio. Um, We're going to have to get like a satellite dish and angle like a signal off of it and then bounce that off of another satellite um, and then I mean, talk to somebody in Russia and get it done. I don't know how 3G was that two <laughs> bars, just went down to one bar. Maybe we'll have to talk to that guy that nailed his balls to the floor. Um, <laughs> yeah, it totally, totally sucks. Um because it's because uh, Nick Nick is not in town right now, and he his co-host is hosting the entire show right now, and he's not as savvy with Skype. Nick would be able to plug me in to Skype. Um, actually, you know, like it, Skype. Uh, I was calling a phone number because through my Skype account, I have you know credits, so I can dial phone actual phone numbers instead of just Skype to Skype. Um. I wonder. I wonder if it's just phone numbers, like to actually call and go out to a phone or is it the entire Skype program I can't even call um I can't I, yeah, I can't, I'm, probably, I'm probably wondering if I can even call a Skype user uh actually I don't let's see know. what the Skype test call has to say and then we'll just go to music and then come back with Smedley Butler I'll have to apologize to Nick um we'll have to just do, try it again next week but again the antimedia.org can't plug it enough um, we had another. It was the first. We were trying to premiere it, like like after I told him, you know, like uh, I can't be the host anymore. I'm just the journalist, so I'm looking to fill some time with other voices. I would love to have the anti-media radio, the Monday night show, be the third hour. Boom! First night of the premiere, we had technological issues, and we ended up playing Creed. And the, it was, yeah, the the now infamous uh, train wreck hours, I like to call yeah. it, which. By the way, like as as much as it was a little nerve wracking trying to figure it out, I thought it was hilarious reading back, uh, listening to it again. Uh, I was listening to it this morning on the way to work. I yeah, it was yeah. good stuff. Actually, <laughs> so here here's a Skype test call. Let's see if it let's see if it um let's see if it just blocks going to phone numbers. Let's see, and it's through my computer, which has all the plugins and everything. Connecting. Ringing. It's ringing. It's doing something. Hello. Welcome to Skype call testing service. After the beep, please Skype record a call. message. Afterwards, your message will be played back to you. All right. 
You're listening to Free Thought Radio, freethoughtmedia.org. Skyping to Skype. All right. <laughs> You're listening to Free Thought Radio, freethoughtmedia.org. All right, so it works from Skype to Skype, so I, uh, I should be able to uh, Skype with Nick next week and he, what he does you know he skypes to the ucy like uh this is what, like the same one like i was on a gcn radio network show uh, once before it's like you skype to a uh central skype thing that's it's a weird uh thing but that's how it works are you trying to say that nick has the power yeah but he's not hosting the show tonight he's out yeah. um for uh the week or so um so what he, what he would do is he would skype into the to the ucy thing and then add me to the conference call so we're both feeding through the well i wouldn't because i would have my mic muted but i would I, I would pick up the audio that he has and um yeah but, though it sucks because he the mainstream i know they're the anti-media is big around the main march against the mainstream media his uh, co-hosts uh should probably be talking about that on the episode tonight so mamsm.info be there this friday and saturday in san diego at nbc7 be there nationwide on saturday MAMSM.info, find your local location here in San Diego. It's NBC7, downtown, Friday and Saturday, starting at noon. Uh, we got all the speakers and stuff on, on Friday. Um, be there or be a major L7. Let's just put it like that. Yeah. yeah so there, let's, let's try or... calling it again. Let's see if it works for um, phone numbers. I was thinking about this, though, today, too. Speaking of armistice day and all that um there was a coin that was uh minted after world war one it was you know a little bit after world war one was 1920 instead of 1918 because that's when the war ended but they call it the peace dollar and this is really this is kind of you know something really important that i think is lost in uh the united states nowadays yeah, it's not working i'll have to i'm gonna go on, on facebook right now and write an apology that we can't get it to work another week in a row. <laughs> so, go warranted, ahead. Warranted, But, yeah, so the Peace Dollar was minted in, in uh, 1920 or 1921. And um, instead of most U.S. coins, you know, if it was, um, you know, a, a woman's face on there, that was supposed to be a representation of liberty. But on this coin, the face is supposed to be uh, peace, you know, a personification of peace. And on the back, um, you know, most U.S. coins, it'll have an eagle on there. And usually the eagle's like flying or, or, or something. But this coin, uh, the eagle is sitting on a rock, and the rock says peace on it. So think about that, that back then, peace was such an important concept that when the war was finally over, they put it on the money. Think about that. I mean, you would th that would never happen today. Oh, hey. The war in Afghanistan's over. Let's create a commemorative coin. War over. Because that's not that's not an ideal anymore. They don't, you know, it it is, you know, sadly it's not just an ideal that's lost on by the government. It's also lost by I think, you know, uh, most people living in the US is like, you know, the culture as a whole. You know, we don't think about 
going to war is really being a big deal anymore because, you know, we, I guess, I don't know what everybody's thinking, but, you know, it's, it, it might be somewhere along the lines of like, oh, we've got drones and Tomahawk missiles that we can just launch from a, a, you know, a, a, a Navy cruiser and nobody's even going to get hurt. Except for the other people on the other side. They get hurt. They've got kids. They've got wives. You know, they've got husbands. Not just to say that only men are killed, of course. Uh, you know, there are kids who are orphans because of this sort of thing. And You know, I mean, it, it's just, it, it, it's such a strange uh, mentality that's just gone over the whole country. Oh, it's not a big deal. We're just going to go uh, attack somebody. Not a big deal. Not really. You know, and then the government goes like, well... Yeah, but, you know, we also got to worry about terrorism, too. Well, why do we have to worry about terrorism? First off, it's the whole thing, obviously, if you really look into it, the threat is massively overstated. It's it's a fear thing. It's to make you afraid and make you, you know, as... Uh, is I, I think Ernie Hancock puts it, he likes to, you know, paraphrase from V for Vendetta. You know, it's to remind you... Uh, it's for the government to remind you why they need us. You know, like, oh, they need us. So we have to show them that there's terrorism. This is terrorism. We have to go get them and be fearful and pay your taxes and all this. But it, it, that's so overblown. It's not really what's going on in the world. But the reason why even there is any fear of terrorism at all in the U.S. is because, let's put it this way, um, you know, Italy isn't particularly worried about, you know, uh, terrorists blowing up stuff in their country, really. Because they're not going around invading everybody. But, you know, th there, there's a certain extent to be concerned about that in the U.S. because we have this, this government that doesn't care about its own people, much less a country halfway around the world. And so... You know, you go over there, you, you bomb their country from a drone, you accidentally bomb a wedding, or sometimes purposely bomb a wedding, which has happened, uh, you know, more than I can count on my two hands. And, uh, you know, and so you wonder why that little kid at the wedding that was bombed in, say, you know, 2004 or something, now, you know, he's, he's 16, 17 years old. And he's pissed off that, you know, his parents are dead. And, you know, and then, you know, somebody from the CIA or the FBI finds him and goes, hey, you're sure angry, aren't you? Well, hell yeah, I'm angry. My parents are dead. You want to do something about it? Um, yeah, I want to do something about it. And then they always give him the violent option. And you could, and, and if you don't trust me on this, look this up. I mean, there is multiple occasions where... The FBI has found some, you know, angry kid. I, you know, I mean, maybe kid is a little bit exaggerated. You know, sometimes it actually is, you know, somebody who's, you know, still a minor. But, you know, it's usually a guy like 18, 19, 20, 21. You know, he's, he's upset about what's going on in the world. And it just so happens, just to fit that, you know, that stereotype, they always find a Muslim guy, you know. They always do. They always go into a mosque and find some angry uh, Muslim guy who's, you know, got all sorts of different, you know, uh, anger issues for who knows what reason. You know, it, 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 it could be that, you know, he, uh, he does have family back there who was killed. It could be that, uh, you know, he feels uh, 
isolated because he's the only Muslim guy in his group of friends or, you know, it could be something even simpler like that. Maybe the, the, the poor guy hasn't gotten laid in a couple months. Who knows? But the FBI, you know, goes in there and goes, oh, we were really angry. Yeah, I'm angry. You want to do something about it? Yeah. You want to blow something up? No, no, I don't actually want to blow something up. Are you sure you don't want to blow something up? That's what they do. Are you sure you don't want to do that? No, I really, really don't. And then they just keep prodding him and prodding him and, 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 and you know, encourage him to be violent. Of course, you know, they're not walking up to him with jackets that say FBI. I mean, they, you know, they make it seem like they're also, you know, uh, his age, have his similar problems, you know, to relate to him. And, again, look it up. It, it's happened multiple times. They, they almost, they're pretty much setting a guy up. And they, you know, there was, uh, I think it was, um, what was the, the, the story that really made the news on that one? It was uh, Christmas. Um, uh, it was a Christmas show that they were trying to get this guy to blow up or something. I think I, it, I know about the one where they try to do the Federal Reserve. You know, just like oh, say, yeah, that too. people that are against the Federal Reserve are dangerous people and want to blow it up. Yeah, that they created that plot to begin with. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so issued an apology on Facebook here. That we're, we ran into technical problems again. We can't play the anti-media radio tonight. Um, Theantimedia.org. Check it out. Support them. I'll even change the image on the webcam. Yeah, I, I feel bad. Um, uh, and I wish I wish I had more 3G reception in here because I, I was able to actually get enough 3G reception. It must be different uh, cloud, you know, whatever's <laughs> um, that block the reception. Last week, I was able to. I was able to run it the whole time. Um, and they were talking about some serious stuff, like what would happen if there was a power outage of the power grid. Since it is a grid, it's all interlocked. It shuts down a bigger portion of the power than if, if it were more, you know, um, individualized, not linked together via this grid. Um, what would happen? Uh, first of all, you wouldn't be able to get food and because you couldn't pump the gas to get into the trucks. Um, no food. And then... What, what keeps the nuclear reactors from melting down? You have some diesel backups, but how do you replace the diesel when you can't even pump diesel into the trucks? Um, a serious, serious situation. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, that, that's something that uh, a lot of people don't talk about. I mean, that sort of... It's like a doomsday scenario, yeah, essentially. I mean, it, it's, that doesn't even, even need to be in, uh, like, the whole country. That could just be, like... Uh, Say like New Mexico or something. Like let's say the whole state of New Mexico, they you know goes out, right? I mean, a, a lot, a lot of you know like the desert states or flyover states, as some people like to call it. I don't know. I think that's kind of a little, almost derogatory in a sense. Oh, it's just a flyover state. But you know, uh, you know, all the a lot of those states. I mean, they got like a couple major highways, and that's it. You know, and that's where, you know, everything comes in is these major highways. And some of them, you know, it's you're, you're going 200 miles before you get to the next, you know, major city. Well, you know, the power goes out in one city. Oh, yeah, the power's out and the food's going bad in the supermarket. And there are some trucks coming, but they're, you know, it's going to take them like, you know, eight hours to get there. Even like a, a small instance like that, people aren't prepared for. You know, uh, the, uh, the, the, the fish sticks of the frozen section are melted. They're going bad. Nobody can eat them. So, you know, they're, they're, there's also people start getting upset. I mean, e even small instances where something like this has happened, you'd be surprised how quickly 
some people start to freak out. It, it really kind of like it's 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 scary to me. Like just like a like situation like that. I mean, just made up off the top of my head. You know, uh, twelve hours sometimes. I I've, I've heard of power outages like that, and just in twelve hours, people are like, oh, well, what are we gonna do? You know, it's almost start panicking. It's wild. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's take it to some music. Um, um, before we play General Smedley Butler for Armistice Day here. Uh, so th this um, is going to be um, Refuse, Resist by Sepultura. I think it's, uh, you know, has to do with refusing to be enlisted into the army. Um, at least while the wars are of empire and offense and not defense. Certainly defense is a is a reasonable role for some sort of national defense agency. But that doesn't mean you go around the world violating people's rights, not to defend you or your freedoms, but to take their resources, decimate their people, genocide, genocidal wars of aggression for profit, so on and so forth. Is it, I mean, That's is why it, we're going to play Smedley Butler after these songs, is War is a Racket. Yeah. Isn't, isn't there something like uh, part of what's going on in Syria? Doesn't that relate to, like... Cutter is trying to get like a nat uh, a natural gas pipeline or something too. Yeah, yeah, it also do, has to do with oil and everything yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. or or some some sort of resource. Always, yeah, there, there's definitely oil involved there, but I heard something about natural gas. But anyways, yeah, music, 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 and we'll be back. Yeah, so refuse and re refuse resist by Sepultura, and then after that, shoot to kill by Cage, which is about blindly following orders when you're you know they break down your character and turn you into a killing machine that you follow the orders. And no questions, no morality, and everything like that. So refuse, resist by Sepultura, and then after that, shoot to kill by Cage. Then we'll be back here on KKSM. AM thirteen twenty, the Radio Revolution, and LRN.fm, the Liberty Radio Network. Freethoughtmedia.org. The Antimedia.org. We apologize for not being able to play the Antimedia Radio. The Antimedia.org. I gotta plug it twice because I feel so bad. Be right back. Dog! 
KKSM. Nigerian email scammers listen to us. The radio revolution. The Electronic Frontier Foundation, or EFF, fights to protect your rights in the digital world. When a patent troll threatened podcasters, they fought back. EFF has also defended your right to encryption and has sued the NSA to end the government's mass suspicionless surveillance. There are different ways you can help EFF, from donations to signing petitions to writing your representatives to just spreading the word. Find out more at EFF.org. That's EFF.org. Free Talk Live. That's all libertarians are saying is let's stop the violence. And really, when you put it in those terms, it sounds kind of liberal. Let's stop the violence. Sure, right? it's, a, it's a movement about peace and personal responsibility. It could very easily sound like, uh, when you use the word peace, sounds liberal. You know? Right. So if the first libertarian you ever meet or hear on the radio is just talking about making government smaller, I can totally understand why you would get confused and think that it, you know, just a bunch of ultra-right wingers. That's one of the reasons why I kind of shy away from labeling myself that way. Often we get terms like radical used towards us, mm-hmm. but... Uh, radical, really? Peace, personal responsibility, voluntary interaction between individuals? That's radical? I'll tell you what's radical. Radical's using a gun and a bunch of guys in, in armored suits with helmets to enforce your will on people. Free Talk Live, seven nights a week from 7 to 10 Eastern, live on the Liberty Radio Network at lrn.fm. Free Thought Radio airs every Monday, 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on KKSM AM 1320, The Radio Revolution, as well as LRN.FM, The Liberty Radio Network. The Free Thought Media team consists of student and citizen journalists, liberty activists, and occasional guest hosting by people from the alternative media world who seek to challenge the corporate and state-controlled mainstream media status quo. Please go to freethoughtmedia.org to check it out and donate Bitcoin. The Free Thought Media Network is supported by Amaji Metals through their affiliate program. The Amaji Metals banner at freethoughtmedia.org contains a link that gives a portion of sales to us. Amaji is a retailer of alternative currencies to hedge against and divest out of the collapsing U.S. dollar, printed out of thin air by the private Federal Reserve bankers who use inflation to pay for their wars. Amaji has gold, silver, copper, and even $50 trillion Zimbabwe notes. Amaji accepts traditional forms of payment as well as Bitcoin. Our specialized Amaji link can be found on the Amaji Metals banner at freethoughtmedia.org. Radio on the Free Thought Media Network, and we're back in the third hour. Unfortunately, we're unable to sync up with the anti-media radio, so we've uh, got some other stuff planned out for you. But do check them out at theantimedia.org. We got—I'll plug them uh, over and over again. It's just a big apology. Tech—it's our fault. Tech problems. 
uh, can't do it. But they're going to be talking about the march against the mainstream media, uh, which is this Saturday nationwide. Um, here's one of the memes. It says, Fox News Channel. No longer will we sit back and allow you to manipulate information to benefit your agenda. Your days of misinforming entire nations are numbered. We're coming. The nationwide March Against Mainstream Media, November 16th. Find event locations near you. MAMSM.info. Join the main event page listed on the site for complete details and directions for the event coming on closest to you, facebook.com slash march against mainstream media. You know what, Alex, I didn't think of? I think I know what's causing all of our technical problems. Yeah, it's the Barrio FEMA machine, dude. It's the FEMA machine. Oh, no, dude. It has, uh, it has you know, cybernetic technology. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and I think it's looking right back at me. You know? It's looking right back at me. It's staring into your soul. But another some cool things. Uh, there's a Students for Liberty chapter here at Palomar. Uh, we're doing a film festival, December sixth. Have a, yet to set a location, but check it out. Facebook.com/PalomarSFL. Uh, join the peace movement, and the liberty movement, uniting others uh, to increase student and youth activism because it is our future. It is our freedoms. It's time to take it back, peacefully but civilly disobedient. Um, also, what was I going to say? This Saturday, Cindy Sheehan has an event in L.A., the Magicopolis, starting at 4.30. It's a, it's a comedy fundraiser for her campaign for governor. Right on. Check it out. I'm Laugh and help out the world yeah. a bit. There you go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely be attending it uh, after the mainstream media protests on Saturday. So I'm going to hightail it up to L.A. for the night um, to check out Cindy's event. And Cindy is going to be on the show in two weeks with guest host Josh Christian, Lead guitarist, the band Toxic, awesome dudes. They were predicting the future back in the '80s uh, when they were they first made their albums, and then they're still relevant today. And good thing that they're coming back together and uh, making some new tunes. And actually, I got to hear, hear one of them. So, na 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 na. I'm not I'm not gonna do that. That's that's so lame. I'm not gonna. <laughs> you're not gonna say. I'm not gonna na 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 poo poo. Stick your head in doo doo. No, you're yeah, not gonna say no. that. Okay. Well. You said it. <laughs> well, hopefully, maybe we get to premiere one of those songs. So I'll share the, you know, the. I won't, I won't, I won't hog it to myself. I'll have to ask Josh what he thinks about it. It's up to him. If not, we'll just play some classic toxic songs. Um, but he's going to take the reins of the show, so he'll be talking about uh, whatever he wants. And he's a sharp dude. So looking forward to it. Two weeks from now, next week, I have the creator of Metalocalypse that I interviewed at this comic convention. That was pretty cool. I'll just, we'll just have to go over the comic convention next week. Um, Sounds like a real cool cat, yeah. you know? Um, so, let's go ahead and play War is a Racket, the speech by Major General Smedley Butler. We'll be back after that. General Smedley Butler had these words to say at the National BFW. War is a racket. It always has been. It is possibly the oldest, easily the most profitable, surely the most vicious. It is international in scope. It is the only one in which the profits are reckoned in dollars and the losses in lives. 
There are only two things we should fight for. One is the defense of our homes and the other is the Bill of Rights. War for any other reason is simply a racket. It may seem odd for me, a military man, to adopt such a comparison. Truthfulness compels me to. I spent 33 years and four months in active military service as a member of this country's most agile military force, the Marine Corps. I served in all commissioned ranks from second lieutenant to major general. And during that period, I spent most of my time being a high-class muscle man for big business, for Wall Street, and for the bankers. I suspected I was just part of a racket at the time. Now I am sure of it. I helped make Mexico safe for American oil interests in 1914. I helped make Haiti and Cuba a decent place for the National Citibank boys. I helped in the raping of half a dozen Central American republics for the benefits of Wall Street. I helped purify Nicaragua for the International Banking House of Brown Brothers in 1910. I brought light to the Dominican Republic for American sugar interests in 1916. In China, I helped to see to it that Standard Oil went its way unmolested. <laughs> Looking back on it, I feel I could have given Al Capone a few tips. The best he could do was operate his racket in three districts. I operated on three continents. A racket is best described, I believe, as something that is not what it seems to the majority of the people. Only a small inside group knows what it is about. It is conducted for the benefit of the very few at the expense of the very many. In the World War, a mere handful garnered the profits of the conflict. At least 21,000 new millionaires and billionaires were made in the United States during the World War. How many of these war millionaires shouldered a rifle? How many of them dug a trench? How many of them knew what it meant to go hungry in a rat-infested dugout? How many of them spent sleepless, frightened nights ducking shells and shrapnel and machine gun bullets? Out of war, nations acquire additional territory if they are victorious. They just take it. This newly acquired territory promptly is exploited by the few, the self-same few who wrung dollars out of blood in the war. The general public shoulders the bill. It would have been far cheaper and safer for the average American who pays the bills to stay out of foreign entanglements. For a very few, this racket, like bootlegging and other underworld rackets, brings fancy profits. But the cost of operations is always transferred to the people who do not profit. Take the World War. It cost the United States taxpayer some $52 billion, and we haven't paid that debt yet. But ultimately, it's the soldier who pays the biggest part of the bill. If you don't believe this, visit the American cemeteries on the battlefields abroad, or visit any of the veterans' hospitals in the United States. Napoleon once said, all men are enamored of decorations, they positively hunger for them. So, by developing the Napoleonic system, the metal business, the government learned it could get soldiers for less money, because the boys liked to be decorated. Until the Civil War, there were no medals. Then the Congressional Medal of Honor was handed out. It made enlistments easier. In the World War, we used propaganda to make the boys accept conscription. They were made to feel ashamed if they didn't join the army. So vicious was this war propaganda that even God was brought into it. With few exceptions, our clergymen joined in the clamor to kill, kill, kill. To kill the Germans, God is on our side. It is his will that the Germans be killed. And in Germany, 
The good pastors called upon the Germans to kill the Allies, to please the same God. Beautiful ideals were painted for our boys who were sent out to die. This was the war to end all wars. This was the war to make the world safe for democracy. No one mentioned to them as they marched away that their going and their dying would mean huge war profits. Thus, having stuffed patriotism down their throats, it was decided to help make them pay for the war too. So we gave them the large salary of $30 a month. All they had to do for this munificent sum was to leave their dear ones behind, give up their jobs, lie in swampy trenches, and kill and kill and kill. And be killed. Well, war is a racket, all right. And the only way to smash this racket is to conscript capital, industry, and labor before the nation's manhood can be conscripted. Let all the officers, directors, high-powered executives, all the workers, managers, bankers, and yes, all the generals, admirals, officers, and all politicians, all government office holders, everyone in the nation, be restricted to a total monthly income not to exceed that paid to the soldier. Why shouldn't they? They aren't running any risk of being killed or having their bodies mangled or their minds shattered. The soldiers are. Give capital, industry, and labor 30 days to think it over, and I think you will find by that time there will be no war. Another step necessary in the fight to smash the war racket is the limited plebiscite to determine whether a war should be declared. A plebiscite not of all the voters, but merely of those who would be called upon to do the fighting and dying. There wouldn't be very much sense in having the president of a munitions factory or the head of an international banking firm or the manager of a uniform manufacturing plant all of whom see visions of tremendous profits in the event of war, voting on whether the nation should go to war or not. They never would be called upon to shoulder arms. Only those who would be called upon to risk their lives for their country should have the privilege of voting to determine whether the nation should go to war. That would smash the war racket. That and nothing else. The next war, according to experts, will be fought not with battleships, not by artillery, not with rifles, and not with machine guns. It will be fought with deadly chemicals and gases. But victory or defeat will be determined by the skill and ingenuity of our scientists. If we put them to work making poison gas and more and more fiendish mechanical and explosive instruments of destruction, they will have no time for the constructive job of building a greater prosperity for all peoples. By putting them to this useful job, we can all make more money out of peace than we can out of war. So, I say, to hell with war! Yeah, Major General, Major General Smedley Butler, but not actually. That was actually an actor, and he was really charismatic in delivering that famous War is a Racket speech from General Smedley Butler. I don't know, what did you think? Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I thought that was... Uh, uh, oh, yeah, quick, wait, wait, quick. Wait, wait, wait. Facial recognition technology is coming to San Diego. Boo! <laughs> but, yeah, charismatic, charismatic uh, you know, um, re-delivering of the famous War... War is a Racket, speech by Major General Smedley Butler. Yeah, he did, uh, he, uh, there, 
very interesting character, uh, Smedley Butler. He uh, ran for governor of New York, I think, at one point, and unfortunately lost, you know, but uh, wouldn't be too surprised because, you know, the sort of enemies he was gathering, I'm pretty sure they, yeah. you know, maybe, I'm not saying they rigged the election, I'm saying they could have rigged the election. But also the other thing, I, uh, side note, but this is a very, very interesting story, and again, this is... Uh, something uh, to research a little bit if it piques your interest. There was a plot during uh, the FDR administration, uh, surprise, surprise, it involved bankers, uh, Hmm. to uh, take over the U.S. government as in march on Washington, D.C. and remove FDR's president and and place in a, uh, a, a, a fascist government. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, a gentleman wrote a book about it, but not only that, is that there is actually congressional testimony from Smedley Butler about this plot because the, uh, the guys who wanted to, you know, uh, you know, uh, change, you know, uh, change the government and put in, you know, like some fascist puppet or whatever, um, they actually tried to get Smedley Butler to run the invasion, and Smedley Butler was a smart guy, and at first he went along with it. He was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll do that. That sounds like a great idea. Let's get rid of that FDR guy. I don't really like him anyways. I don't think Smedley Butler really liked FDR, so I think he was being honest there. But, um, you know, he went along with the plot, you know, just kind of like saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm in with you guys and all this sort of stuff. And when, uh, you know, it, they were really starting to get the ball rolling, he went to Congress and told them what was going on. Like, hey, these guys are going to try to take over the government. And uh, anyway, so once he, you know, broke the news to Congress about it, the uh, bankers who were involved in the plot uh, disappeared to Europe and were never tried, arrested, or nothing. Nothing, there, were, there was no trial, no jail time given to any of these people who were involved in this plot. Yeah, they try to say Chelsea Manning did treason. You know, yeah, you know, so it's, but yeah, that, that's an interesting little historical note. Look that up. I mean, in the 30s, there was a plot to take over the government, you know. Uh, things you didn't learn in history in high school, you know what I mean? I, I say that all the time. This is something you did not learn in high school. Yep, that's that's definitely for sure. Um, I'm trying to think what else is there to talk about. Oh yeah, Silk Road. Silk, Silk Road's Road, back of a Silk sort. Road's back. Apparently, so so Bitcoin is like over three hundred dollars a Bitcoin now. I wasn't even keeping up for a, with a while. It was it was I, it was back at a hundred last time I checked it. Only so it's back over three hundred. So. Um, Apparently, the government seized all the bitcoins that belong to people in Silk Road. So this is yeah, this is so this is Silk Road 2.0. It's not the same website. Uh, from what I understand, and this was just me listening to uh, Free Talk Live the other day, was that um, the reason why people seem to think that this web, this second one is legit and not some sort of you know honeypot or like trap bu- bugged a la, by the FBI to like track your yeah it's not like something just to you know uh, get people into you know uh, you know arrest them or something like that it's not you know a trap in the sense of like Admiral Akbar it's uh, you know the reason why people get I'm trailing off but yeah the reason why people think it's legit is uh, because the guy who was referencing people 
to this new website was one of the moderators of the original Silk Road who, uh, you know, would have to be in such deep undercover FBI, you know, triple undercover, whatever the hell you want to call it, for him to be some sort of a narc. So that's why everybody thinks this is actually legit and not some sort of, uh, you know, trap. Definitely. But it would totally suck if it was like a, every, everybody's stuff went got erased because I actually had 0.5 bitcoins in Silk Road. So That's $150 worth of good drugs or some other like used chair, <laughs> like a bar stool or something. Whatever, because Silk Road isn't just drugs. It's like, you know, it's anything, but it's you, you use non, you, you, don't, you don't use the man's money. So, you know, and, and I, but yeah, I totally buy a $150 bar stool. Yeah. Or, you know, or, or, or any sort of stuff. See, the to other do thing. drugs off of. <laughs> yeah. Get a, get a really nice mirror, Alex. No. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the other thing about Silk Road, which is, of course, you never hear about in the news, is also uh, similar to eBay. You know, these different people who are selling stuff on the Silk Road, they have, you know, a rating. Like, they get however many, I don't know if it was stars or something, but, you know, however, you know, so. Conformed. It, um not sorry, conformed, informed consumption. Yeah, you know, so you're, you know, so you're not going to buy something from a guy who, you know, has maybe only been on the website for two weeks and he's got like a star, you know, that, you know, it's, it's that whole consumer protection sort of thing that you're getting at least some sort of informed decision on whether or not you're going to buy from this guy, you know. So we're about out of time here on Free Thought Radio, facebook.com slash Free Thought Radio. Check out the entire Free Thought Media Network, which includes Free Thought TV at freethoughtmedia.org. Check everything out on there. Actually, it's Instagram at Free Thought Media, Twitter, Alex underscore Fiddle, F-I-D-E-L. Facebook again, Facebook.com slash KKSM radio, Facebook.lrn.fm, the antimedia.org. Apologies for not being able to play the antimedia radio on the what should, is the third hour of our program. Um, so I'm going to plug it as an apology. The antimedia.org, the antimedia.org, the antimedia.org, the antimedia.org. Check it out because we, we feel like crap for not, having another week of technical technological catastrophes here on the on the program. So. <laughs> And I hope we, uh, you know, uh, had you, uh, you know, get a little bit of uh, educational armistice day, you know, not just your yeah. normal, you know, stars and stripes and, and flags awesome going dude around. And pretending you know? to be Smedley Butler delivering, delivering like this. I've never seen such charisma in my life. I got to give that dude props for de delivering that war as a racket speech. Yeah, it was just a YouTube video. I mean, yeah. I don't know why this guy isn't getting paid as like an actor somewhere because that was, you know. He is like, you know, Mr. like. Joe Bazooka, you like, you know, kind of beefy, you know, like he, he <laughs> was like Bazooka. a retired military general, like, yeah, had the crew cut and everything. Awesome, you know, yeah, and yeah, Sp spectacular performance, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next week, I have the animator of Metalocalypse on the program, Death Clock, yeah, baby, cocaine <laughs> on the show, talking about that. Uh, was Alex, by the way, yeah, he's doing this movie about uh, this good. never this. Tim Burton, Nicolas Cage movie that never got made. Wait, Superman. what? Tim Burton and Nicolas Cage? You'll have Cage? to hear it next week because we're out of time. And then the week <laughs> after that, week after that, I have Cindy Sheehan, candidate for governor of California, Peace and Freedom Party, Cindy2014.org, with Josh Christian, the lead guitarist of Toxic, as the guest host for the first hour or so. Uh, Freethoughtmedia.org. Thank you again. Thank you guys again for listening. The guest for tonight was Malalai Joya. 
amazing Afghani peace activist, Time Magazine, top 200 influential women. You won't want to miss it. Well, you already did, so go to the podcast tomorrow on iTunes. Search for Free Thought. Look for Free Thought AAC or just listen to LRN.FM or just go to the Facebook page, freethoughtmedia.org. KKSM After Hours is up right about now. And now we are Good going night. to translate KKSM Oceanside. This is my left hand. Repeat after me. Questa è la mia mano sinistra. AM 1320. This is my right hand. Repeat after me. Questa è la mia mano destra. Radio Revolution.